Hello, this is Shriek and Tinman from Desolation Radio with a message from deep within occupied Welsh territory. Congratulations on 200 episodes of undermining the imperialist British state through lies, smears and deep dives into the discographies of rockers who've long since passed retirement age. Used to 200 more milk food missives and may you drive many more magenta coloured MPs off the market. Paul Bluck is Buchan a Gogles are Buchan a Zay, a Camry and Bith. Mike Gates! So you'll be very, very pleased by that. If I'm not, I want my money back. Yes, your money. Yes. <laughs> well, that is true. We, we are one of the few podcasts that makes our guests pay to come on the show, including members <laughs> of our own team, such as Eddie. How else are you supposed to sustain your agit prop? You need them to keep funds. <laughs> yeah. Most podcasts... No, I don't think most podcasts do pay people. <laughs> Very few podcasts pay people to come on their shows, but we actively do the opposite. <laughs> all the podcasts are more popular than us are clearly bribing people to go on all the ones that are yeah. less popular than us just about the appeal we do. That's, that's, how it works. that's obviously what happens and that's what happens when you're plugged into the Clinton crime family Opposing the, the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent. What's well, we know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position. Hard Sort of left, the hard left, to the hard left, and the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 Controlled chaos, but without the control. <laughs> this is, I thought of doing a kind of plan for this episode, but um, I and th- we're rolling now. We're on, by the way. This is the episode. Um, I thought of doing like a plan for this, but then I figured, like you know, podcasting is like kind of like jazz, if you know what I mean. It's like really freeform. Yeah, I mean, not only is it, like, the thinking person's radio, obviously a far inferior art form, but, yeah, we, you know, it's all about the, like, like, yeah, like Yair said, uh, Lair. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> when, like when, yeah, when you're spinning some false news, like, <laughs> like Yair said, yeah, it's all about that, like, free improvisation coming from the heart getting in touch with like the great spirit um yeah and like subscribe to our patreon (laughs) yeah and exactly i'm kind of like the duke ellington of podcasting in a way maybe (laughs) coltrane i mean look look i mean (laughs) so the point is that i have like five little fragments of notes right here um 
that may function as the closest thing to a plan for this. But yeah, I thought we should just kind of go off the dome, you know? Just just roll, just shoot the shit. Um, Frisking the whiskers. Yeah, this is always, like like I say, I'm obviously like the, the band leader, so to speak, in jazz combo terms. So like... Someone's got a big head. <laughs> the guy behind me. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I thought, like, you know, I wanted to, like, marshal the chaos and not not have any any strict rules, but just just kind of rock and roll, and I'm going to do my best. Not going to be like, Geraint, can you introduce this one? I can't be asked this time. I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> have you had some MDMA to wake you up first? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah not. I like you. You laugh at everything I say, and that's all I need from a person. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the crossfade I got going on. <laughs> that's like, oh, what is, is that like drinking and smoking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I home brewed some mead, and then I stuck some infused sugar in there. And, oh, yeah. Me. I am Good. stone cold sober. I have a bottle of Oromorph next to me. <laughs> <That's about laughs> it. What the fuck is that? It's uh, liquid morphine. Uh, my mom oh, takes yo. <laughs> Doing heroin is cool. So it is. I've always wow. said well, that. Well, you said we were being rock and roll. No, my mom takes it for like her pain because yeah, I'm gonna bring the, the yeah. show down. She's got cancer in like her bones and stuff, so oh, she shit, takes man. it at night to like go to sleep. And she had a genius idea to make me take the stuff that she doesn't like the taste of when I can't <sighs> sleep. So- nice. <laughs> is it like orange flavored or something? Does it have no? One of those- it tastes like cow palm. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's also very jazz, like Coltrane, Charlie Parker, big heroin addict. One of my followers sent me a, 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 um, a webpage of swing slang, and uh, there's some good shit on here. There's some, I'm looking at the marijuana slang bit, and some expressions are, they, they list five of them. There's gauge, which is marijuana, golden leaf, the best marijuana, oh. griefer, gunja, and then the best again, another word for the best marijuana is hard cutting mez. That is awesome. <laughs> hard cutting mez. So I'm getting some hard cutting mez going on. That it sounds like a like gangster. When you're in the club and they're playing a banger, and they've got, you know, they've put on a hard cutting mez. That's what I'm going to use it for. <laughs> it's just like, damn, this mez cuts hard. <laughs> cuts to the bone <laughs> more than any mares I've ever encountered but like me at the Groove Armada show in 2003 should I try and introduce what we're going what we're doing today because we've we've heard a couple of voices that aren't usually in the mix on this show you you know unless you're like oh shit that voice that is clearly the same person who edited that episode like just <laughs> hearing Disso talk like this is I, I I obviously like the verbal jazz coming out of this man's mouth is clearly the work of the guy <laughs> who edited the two episodes on the Pogues <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh Sarah that's obviously the person who added their altruistic touch to the Sons of Anarchy episode. 
<laughs> Everyone can benefit from the sweet vocal cords of Sammy motherfucking Hagar, okay? <laughs> Sammy Hagar, yeah. I think I was saying to you, Sarah, like, I got Neil Young jams with Sammy Hagar. Like, you name a fucking, like rock star of a certain vintage i got neil young jams with <laughs> but i'm pretty sure he played with everyone yeah yeah it's always the the bridge school benefit you know they come along they play the the benefit for disabled kids and then neil will like play on their album or something you know you scratch my mm. back by doing charity work and I'll, I'll scratch yours um but yeah i feel like we should introduce who we've got with us on our very special real politic 200th episode spectacular so i wanted to do get we as... whoop do we cheer do we yeah clap? yeah fuck it let's Ooh. have a hearty Ooh. round of applause Ooh. everyone yeah yeah give it rock and roll let's let's have some rocking fun as paul mccartney said when i saw him um <laughs> When did you see Paul McCartney? <laughs> Twenty ten, not recently. He is not. He's All not right. violating the lockdown. Like, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, do you mean like, do you mean like socially or something? <laughs> yeah, um, but we we can talk about like some lockdown music today. I think I, I want to get get into a little bit of that. But like, uh, yeah, we. I wanted to get as much of the gang together as possible. Unfortunately, our co-founder Tom Foster couldn't make it, but he has sent us in a lovely message expressing his continued devotion to the show uh, and, ah. uh, and love of all his comrades. So thank you, Tom, for this wonderful message that we're going to play now. Well, here we are then. We've made it to 200 episodes of the Real Politics podcast. Um... I'm genuinely shocked and surprised. I thought we would have more than likely would have been assassinated by some right-wing paramilitary group prior to us reaching this milestone, but here we are, we're still alive. Um, Thank you to everyone who's listened to the show. Thank you for your support. And more importantly, I am appearing on this particular episode because the contractual disagreements between myself and Jack have now been resolved and I... I've agreed with him that if I make an appearance on this particular episode and in occasional episodes in future, I will be able to get a cut of the syndication money that is coming our way very soon. So, hell yes. Thank God. I can't wait to delve in that money. We have sold out, baby. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please continue to listen to our inane drivel and... More importantly, please keep calling Keir Starmer Keith because his supporters and him really like that. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Solidarity. Wasn't that lovely, guys? That was so wonderful. <laughs> what a guy. He, he Tom's a great man. What a swell guy. I don't even know this guy, and I feel like he's touched my soul in ways that I will never be touched again. Well, you're missing out um, as evidence I can't breathe, by guys. I'm that sorry. recording. Uh, I need a break. I'm sorry. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, Tom. We're going to be hearing from other longtime friends of the show uh, and past guests uh, throughout this episode. Uh, yeah, like I say, some of them we may not have actually heard yet, but you 
you, my friends, will be hearing them. Uh, so we're still we're still waiting on a response from Emerson Munangawa, longtime friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Amazon Munangawa, a different person altogether uh, so in terms of the people we actually have got with us today i obviously am jack frame reed i'm going all out today because i'm saying real politic rather than rp i'm saying jack frame reed instead of jack i'm letting it all hang out i don't give a fuck we're celebrating today we can be proud of our, our great achievements uh i am also joined by my co-hosts uh, in this jazz combo, <laughs> um, we, that doesn't make sense. Uh, co-host, I mix metaphors there. We have got with us from Montana, USA, Mr. Yaya Rice. Hello. Yep. And from Scotland, <laughs> Geraint, aka Wario Tifo. AKA the Kenny G of podcasting. <laughs> the Kenny Chesney. We're gonna we're gonna switch up to uh, <laughs> to country music in a second. You know we've exhausted the jazz material. No, now. that's versatility there. <laughs> we were just getting around to introducing the two people who, though being introducing members, the band, members of the RP band, are not generally mm-hmm. heard on mic on the show. So. We have got with us, as you just heard there, Sarah Sahim. You can't pronounce my name, but it's... <laughs> is it Sahim? <laughs> Let's clear the air, guys. So, all right, take two. I mean, like, obviously... So someone now understands that. how I feel. You can just cut this shit. You can just cut that shit, or you if can you do whatever. If you want to keep that in to oh. humiliate me, then... Uh, this is jazz, that's, man. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not upset by that at all. Uh, there uh, are no such thing... You know, there's no such thing as a mistake in jazz, baby. <laughs> but there is notes you don't hear, That was man. a blue note. <laughs> uh, so, so, Sarah, how would... You, yeah. how, how should your surname be pronounced and uh how should your twitter app be pronounced because that's always <laughs> a word that i've had trouble getting a handle on well that's because you're not a weeb uh, neither you're not online enough just... thank you yeah that's the nicest I thing appropriated... anyone said to me all day <laughs> i appropriated all weeb. weeb terminology all um, so... <laughs> my my surname rhymes with the dream okay. now try again Sarah Sahim. There you go. You did it. I'm so proud of you. You can put in like a little drum roll effect between your first and second names there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, given you've not been on mic before, is there anything uh, you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Any crimes you would like to confess to? <laughs> Are you now or have you ever been a communist? Um, I don't know what communism is. I'm afraid, uh, and I'm definitely not Afghan, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not an honor- honorary member of the Birmingham chapter of ISIL. Um... <laughs> you heard that she's not. Listen, you know, some people listening to that, like, is she? No, no, she's not. She just said, confirmed. Yep. You Up can't front. refute my claims. Um, uh, what crimes have I done? Uh, I once stole a tiny mug 
with my name on it from a car shop, <laughs> and that car shop <laughs> went into administration. Um, I, w- I would normally have my frothy coffee in a, in a tiny cup, a tiny mug. No, but. it's tinier than that. It's like a doll mug, and it said Sarah on the mm. front. And I think it cost like a pound or something. And I held it in my hands, <laughs> and I walked out of that store, and I never looked back. <laughs> Rock and roll. This is what we're talking about. Rock and roll. And my Twitter at is Hikikonormi, which is like Hikikomori, but with Normi at the end. And if you don't know how to spell that, then you don't deserve to follow me. But please do follow me. <laughs> oh. See, I, I was so, like, pleased with the not a weeb comment and then that, like, unfollowed me thing. Turned it back around. <laughs> anyway, we've also got... Thank you, Sarah. We've also got with us... Another RP producer, one of our in-house guys, our Jay Diller <laughs> of sorts. Um, <laughs> what up, aging Jay, b-boy? For Jay Diller to our Soulquarians, we have got uh, our longtime associate Tom Disso. That's right, legend I'm Tom of the Dismas. game, musician, producer, guy who compiled a big spreadsheet of every person you ever played with frank zappa that's true i was trying to keep up with what they were doing afterwards and whether they're still alive and just any other miscellaneous facts it was good stuff it's uh, i'm not you know i'm adhd potentially maybe you can tell I, i'm still waiting on the diagnosis for that so i like to uh, start things and not finish them i i yeah that's my zappa spreadsheet well, it was kind pretty of impressively detailed, but not finished. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it, you know, there was a lot there, so uh, it was it was a fine effort, anyway, man. Well, I thank thought, you, my I man. It was yeah. awesome. So it's great to have you on, Disso. Anything thank you, you have to say for yourself? You put out an album recently. Perhaps you might want to plug oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. This uh, uh, this one. That's D I double S one. The numeral one. Oh my god, I'm making a fucking hash of this, aren't I? That's this one. Hash, man. Weed, weed is cool, bro. Weed is this tight. This1.bandcamp.com. You can check out my album. It's called New York. It's uh, based on the state of New York in America. Um, that no, seems uh, like a betrayal of the that. Jersey roots. Do you know, uh, everyone knows Sufjan Stevens, of course. And yeah. um, I was, I like big unwieldy artistic projects so i was thrilled by his uh, announcement that he was back in the day that he was going to make an album based on every u.s state and i was so pissed off when he did like two of them and was like no that was just a joke <laughs> fuck you man you don't get to you don't get to bail out of something i was invested in that He's and so i've started ambitious project hasn't he but that's i've taken it uh, what's he doing Oh, it's something he's like really. He's got like a five album thing or something. Yeah, yeah. It's not as it's not as uh, amb- ambitious. That's right. I saw it and I was states. like, you can't you can't start a new ambitious project, man. We saw, <laughs> we've seen your track record with this. Anyway, I was we annoyed. About and... ADHD, I think he might have it too. He just got bored after two hours. <laughs> that's, that's probably the case. <laughs> and I, so I was like, I started taking over his um, uh, his gimmick, his shtick. So I put out my first one, and that's New York, and it's like sixteen hip hop ish beats. Uh, if you like the kind of songs I drop into episodes, you'll probably like it. Some of the money from each sale, it's 
pay what you want, by the way, free. You can just take it if you want. I'd rather people have their music. But if you do give me some money, some of that goes to Scott Pep, supporting uh, sex workers in Scotland. Excellent. And some of it goes to the Abortion Support Network charity, which helps to fund abortions in various uh, jurisdictions where such things are restricted by law. So good causes. Very The music's cool. pretty good, if you ask me. Yeah, um, very, like, intricate. i got two more coming up. I'm just going to say, I've got, I've got New Jersey coming up soon. I've got Sweet. Illinois to follow that, and I've, like, got 90% of both of them finished, but it's the fucking final 10% of anything just kills me, man. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm exactly the same with my new record, man. Like, I've got the artwork from Yair, I've got the backing track for, like, the final track, and I just need to, like... And now I'm thinking, oh, should I rejig the track list? Because <laughs> I've left it too long. Um, <laughs> I have other things to say for myself. I'm sorry. Um, just on the picking up the themes. I, when I was ten, I was in the supermarket. I was off sick <laughs> from school for some reason. I was in the supermarket with my mother, and I came across an Easter egg on the shelf that someone. It was Easter time. Someone had smashed it. Like it was just a Easter egg was just caved in, and I was like, well, that. I don't know what logic went through my mind, but I was like, that is no longer. That's not a saleable item. So I'm, I'm just allowed to eat it. So I ate the fucking thing. Sick. That's one. That's a crime that I wanted to confess to. That's oh. picking up an earlier reference. Um, also, I would play the trombone in the jazz group. I actually have a plastic trombone that functions as a real trombone. That's what I'm saying. Very so there you talented go. musician. You know, I, are I we can't play it. to crimes now. Well, I don't yeah, know. It was just like someone I, said, I, you know, I, do you have anything I to... This well, guy. this is the summit. Uh, no, this is where wait, we what? commit <laughs> our crimes and confess. <laughs> That was the first thing I thought of, you know. I've done some, I've smoked some drugs in the intervening right. years too. <laughs> it was the twenty second of November, nineteen sixty three. It was a very heady time. We can't all be <laughs> held accountable for our actions as, as young people. No, I, I didn't do that. Obviously, we'll have the guy who did on shortly. Actually, yeah, should we? Do you guys want to hear what me and Yair were working on while we were holding up this episode? Because yeah, we should. Yeah, may, we, maybe let's play. Um, let's play one of the voice messages we've got. Hello? Testing? Testing? This is Mike Gapes. Don't bother with the jokes. I've heard them all before. I am calling in from an undisclosed location. Certainly not my, my, my former base in Brazil to pay tribute to my esteemed friends and compatriots of the Rael Political Podcast. It's fair to say I was not always a fan of this Trotskyist enterprise. I, I thought the main flaw you see was that not enough of their content was to do with me. But when they asked me to star as myself, Michael Gapes, in the Gapecast docudrama series, I felt they really started to turn things around. So I'd like to raise a glass of the finest Ilford South born and bred cow milk (laughs) to Messrs. Jack Frayne Reed and Cheers, Mike. If you would like to send them unsolicited, except perhaps solicited on this very broadcast by my good self, Michael John Gapes, Esquire, (laughs) fan name, explosive voices, and so forth. 
to these young men's homes. You can find them at the following addresses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is this, man? We shouldn't this go out. <laughs> no, all this is gonna be beeped. This is crazy. He's going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely gonna have to be censored. Uh, Mike's going off the chain. He discovered doxing and now he can't stop himself. He's addicted. Wait, I I'm horrified by this. I've been sitting here in shock, unable to speak anything. I'm just going back. Uh, and dark alleyways they may walk through late at night. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Here's a present for you children. Oh my god. Goodness. Oh, thank you, Mike. Each of one of your vile packs of Wow. Wow. I'm considering getting police protection, but I feel like he they sounds very animated. I feel like they may be in his pocket. So I'm not sure <laughs> the police are uh, who I should go to in this case. Uh, it's good to know uh, that Mr. Gapes is still going because we'll be uh, getting an update from the uh, battleground state of Ilford South from its uh, finest <laughs> in investigative journalist uh, in not so long. Um, I like the vibe of this. This is like election coverage. <laughs> exactly. We're this is in fact kind of modelled on me and Yair's. Uh, US election night episode which is the only episode where I've only done like one or two edits it was just pretty much we recorded <laughs> it and I put out the recording like it wasn't actually live there was like a two hour delay but it was uh, it was uh, you know live-ish yeah. new media man <laughs> I was like I was getting my guitar out and doing songs it was great no I feel like Gapes may have switched to the freeze-dried milk and you know he's now <laughs> Got lines of that, you know, rolling up um, Churchill <laughs> fibers and, uh, and going to town. He's been snorting powdered milk. Yeah. yeah. It's on the raw stuff. Did anyone see the Avery Edison tweet the other day that said um, she used to have a flatmate yes. who, who put powdered milk into milk so he could have more milk per milk? I thought that's <laughs> that's well, the log logical end point of it. No, I could have sworn that was a joke on Gapecast, like an early Gapecast or something. Uh, or am I going crazy? It was a joke in Tim Peake's Farron Walk With Me. We, we were influenced ah. by... She's tweeted that before and understandably it's uh, got mileage. She, she can see why you might tweet that more than once but like i seeing it in like 2018 was like i got to incorporate this into the tim farron script so it was like when he was talking about uh you know like his political That's very funny his political ambitions being repeatedly thwarted by the dastardly nick clegg and so on mm. uh, i had a line about i was hitting the the, the bottle and the carton you know it was like i uh <laughs> but yeah so he's like i put more mil milk powder in my milk to get more milk per milk etc there was some other very funny tweet i think maybe dawn foster did around the same time about milk and i like worked that in as well i was i, I is it taking drawing from a wide uh wealth of milk related influences right right milk jazz 
Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so we um, we heard from Michael John Gapes, the great Gapes, as Chukaramuna once called him. Um, let's hear from another esteemed friend of the show. So let's hear from our good friend, Sinan Coase. Hey all, it's Sinan. I just got back from the pub. And I want to wish my good friends at Real Politic a very sincere congratulations for 200 episodes. Ooh. Here's to the next 200, yeah. lads. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Well, that was nice work. lovely. What a great that guy. We, we actually could hear that one, so I'm I'm sincerely saying that we we we're very yep. touched by Sinan's uh, Sinan's message <laughs> of, of solidarity. I feel like he had to just get the brag about going into the going to the pub in there as well. Bless him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's happy. So that is uh, a man who uh, is uh, who just came back from the pub. Well, well, <laughs> liquored up. Yeah. In in fact, I there's not. Well, fuck. There's not really much point promoting the stream that I'm doing with Sinan tomorrow because we won't. No, have well, the you can go back and watch rewatch streams. Re-watch I don't think he's nuking stream. it. Yeah, rewatch this stream that we're doing tomorrow where we're like playing a game and talking about Mike Gapes or something. Uh, I think it's partly Sarah organised it to pr- <laughs> promote this episode. So thank you, Sarah, for for taking a proactive step there. Um, that, that's that's what I've had to do for my entire duration as as a part time producer on this thing. I had to send him at least twenty <laughs> knife emojis implying that he would get shaved <laughs> if he were book it's snake and emojis still as well but i saw the snake emojis and i was like well that's fair enough i did support elizabeth warren and the democratic primary um yes but- and you turned your tattoo into a holocaust tattoo you know just <laughs> oh, they did do that didn't they uh, weird God. weird supporters terrible was so- terrible people oh, all, no. all of them are film critics for some reason um <laughs> <laughs> oh shit sarah i wanted to bring up you have written for the oh, Bible God. of indie culture, the, the the website upon which, of course, I base all my opinions, which is why mm-hmm. my favourite artists are like Taylor Swift. And stuff. I don't know, like no. Oh, you, and the you, album that Ryan Adams did covering her, right? Oh, the Ooh, Ryan Adams yeah. album. Adams. Well, no, wasn't the thing that they they the thing that people got annoyed about was that they like gave that a better review than they did the actual Taylor Swift album or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, rockists, man. Rockists, damn! I hate those guys. <laughs> uh, what are they like? <laughs> Rocking all over the world. That's what. <laughs> yeah, man. Rock and, and partying roll. every day. <laughs> but yeah, Sarah, you have written for Pitchfork.com. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. I don't write for them anymore. I don't know any editors that work there. <laughs> oh shit! This is what I'm saying. It's this new, this new guard that have come come in, and now uh, mm. they they hate rock and roll. They don't respect the the greats. Bob Dylan. I know. More Bob Dylan. Actually, they did give Dylan best new music. To be fair, but well uh, then, they, what no, they, a privilege he earned. No, the thing is, like with Pitchfork, I do, I do read them. <laughs> like they have a bunch of writers who are really good, like and people who write about like the type of uh, daddish music that I especially enjoy, like, uh, like Tyler Wilcox, like Sam Sadomsky, some really good writers. But at the same time, like, I do sometimes feel 
not necessarily about Taylor Swift because I guess like she's a you know a singer songwriter and stuff, but, but you know whatever. But like, <laughs> she's definitely kind of penetrated the sort of indie culture to an extent. But I do feel a lot with a lot of her stuff, just like, couldn't any music website be doing this? You know? Yes, but none of them could publish me, of course. Yeah, exactly. Who so write about music anymore. So yeah, well, so when I saw a, a, a Sarah Sahim joint on there, a Sahim joint on there, I was thank like, you. <laughs> you can it's like Eric B and Rakim, make it tight. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, maybe this site does, uh, you know, have some redeeming features. <laughs> <laughs> like the time I wrote about disco in Bollywood for them. That was a fun piece. Like, I missed that one. That, down. that sounds good. You missed it. It is. It's really yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go back to that one because those I I like Bollywood music. That's cool. Do I like you now. This I is like where I disco. test your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit, man. I just listen to like Lata Mangeshka, Asha Bosley, and Kishore Kuma, and like that's that's my whole thing. Like I don't cool. know anybody else. You got names. Pronounce Kishore. You don't need to do the e on the end. Okay, yeah. my bad. Okay, there we go. Thank you for that. See, this is a problem. I read things and I've never heard them said, and I just no. make up my own bullshit pronunciations. So, Kishore Kuma, okay. <laughs> I think once, thought... I, once I was on the once on the radio, I was like, "Yeah, that was Pat Metheny. Check her out." <laughs> <laughs> I think you pulled off the liking Bollywood thing better than Zach Goldsmith when he was asked, like, "Oh, you've been you found a Bollywood then, Zach?" And he was like, "Oh yes, I love it. It's my favorite type of film." And he was like, and they were like, "So who are your favorite Bollywood stars then?" And he was just like, oh, blah, 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 "I've got to go." <laughs> <laughs> just at least say like the, at least say um, my name is Anthony Gonzalez, the Kanye sample. You know, anyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lata Mangeshkar and Asha Bosley are sisters. Fun fact. So, and they yeah, have another got... sister called Usha, right? I found that out recently. Oh, I've never heard her though. You're following the whole family now. You're a proper star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They drew me in. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kishore Kumar is the best. I am going to send you a song where he's basically in uh, from a movie where he is uh, uh, like a sort of secondary star, and he is pretending no he is singing while someone else pretends to like lip sync along to him to impress a girl and he's facing off against like a classically trained indian singer and it ends with one of them falling off the roof it's very good amazing um, yeah yes <laughs> that's what i'm here for have any of you guys heard the new mick jagger song no. i did i did i had to um <laughs> i the reason funny? i yeah <laughs> Just laugh at him being. <laughs> no, I had to. I have to watch BBC News, the news channel for my job, and they were running an approving kind of soft soap interview of VT on there with Mick Jagger, like, talking about how he got Dave Grohl to hook up all the instruments. It was very stupid, man. So I heard it. Oh my god. It's such a terrible song. Like, his rhyme schemes over the last few years, I've noticed, because it was the same in his two anti-Brexit songs that he put out, and also his... <laughs> two! His, yeah, his, he put them out simultaneously, and also in his searing satire of the New York socialite class. Uh, my name appears in the little black book, and I've been photographed with Ghislaine Maxwell. But, like, he always just like does these like sing-songy rhyme schemes now like uh there's one i remember from one of the anti-brexit songs that was like uh chaos crisis 
uh, hang on. He like rhyme chaos crisis in the the instability ISIS, and I think oh, I remember no! cause it because of like the weird like sub uh, Jamaican way that he did uh, instability ISIS. Like what, oh, I was going to say, he's a beat poet now. <laughs> I thought I was going to say it's like Sting trying to well, do We Didn't Start the Fire. A beat poet in the Allen Ginsberg sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thing. I I love Allen Ginsberg's poetry, so I very very com uh, have complex feelings uh, about. What about that. his live performances where he's just up there in some like fucking middle manager shirt and slacks? <laughs> well, he was and like. like bopping about like he's at a punk show or something <laughs> he got he got like sidelined on bob dylan's rolling thunder review tour in 75 because like so many people like Joni mitchell kept like turning up to shows and obviously they were gonna like squeeze her into the show to perform so like ginsburg lost his poetry reading shot in the slow it, it, slot in the show and he and his boyfriend at the time just like became luggage <laughs> handlers for the dylan tour <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's wild because like I, you know i hope he was writing like some good poetry while that happened but yeah anyway uh, uh you know uh what i was trying to imply obviously was uh mick jagger epstein connections blah 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 uh but right didn't i send you some weird thing of like mr dershowitz turned <laughs> it was like an extract from a book and it was like mr dershowitz said that mick jagger had been throwing a party with lots of young girls but that bill clinton had not gone in no he was like bill yes, clinton yeah. turned up to mick jagger's like epsteiny party and was just uh. like uh, bill clinton turned up and was just like i'm not interested in this i'm going to leave apparently according according to dershowitz <laughs> yeah that, that. he smoked but he didn't inhale exactly he yes that you could not have put it better uh dear so the yeah. rule is i do the majority of the edit i don't touch the content though unless it is yeah. just kind of enough libelous um exactly. oh God, you've got to cut you the occasional libel what i cut out of jack the other, the other... <laughs> yeah, yeah the just like put on page i've saved them a few times man. cut out like a five minute rant in which you implied <laughs> is a nonce because he made <laughs> 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 I left it in, but I was like, maybe, uh, maybe you should uh, give that a listen. <laughs> well, I was saying to you, like, oh, I'm going to stick that up on the SoundCloud. And you were like, maybe this is Patreon stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's that. Yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry you had to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It, um, yeah, I just don't want you to get sued by uh, his lawyers because those lawyers oh man they'll come and oh, get God. you bastards yeah no okay so can we that was funny so can we keep that in but beep out his name and then the real heads who are on patreon will know what we're talking about yeah <laughs> everyone will just assume it's it's like various journalists or politicians that we're talking about instead <laughs> so you think you can sort of insert your own libel at this point with a bit of tactical bleeping <laughs> like people, people who follow us on segment. twitter where we just don't bother censoring it like just... i was like oh maybe we should like think of some games for this episode and shit but who the fuck needs to like you just got one there like <laughs> create your own libel <laughs> <laughs> it's a new couple comrade 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Long dormant. Maybe we should like do a round of that at the end of the episode or something, just for old time's sake. Yeah, <laughs> for all for old Lang Syne. I was surprised this is Disso's first episode, and I was about to yell at you for not inviting him on earlier. Oh, we we talked about it, didn't we, Disso? Like we were gonna do one on like the KLF at one point, I think, and it just never kind of came together. That's true. Also, I like to maintain this kind of mysterious uh, aspect, which I've blown completely now. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's cool, yeah, everyone kind of knows what you sound like, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, honestly, I didn't want to come on. Like, this is the literal reason I didn't. I never like. I don't like. To, I didn't even talk on my own radio show because I think my fucking voice sounds like a joke. And oh, it's, it all comes back from. I went out on a date with this girl once, and she made fun of my accent, and I never lived oh. it down. And I fucking. She's like, "Where do you sound? Why do you sound American?" It's because I listen to too much rap music. <laughs> also, because like, I like. Yo, yeah, pretty much. I'm one of those people that picks up. Like, it doesn't help that I absorb accents from around me. So I was like born in manchester i lived here in fucking glasgow so you can hear bits of both no doubt and then i inflect all the all my all my mm. inflections and like slang comes from rap records so i sound like a, a horrendous mess and, yeah, and this girl was impolite Michael about Rappaport. it Those, yeah fucking <laughs> no you're, you don't sound like Michael aging Rappaport. b-boy man that's what i said in <laughs> <at> the intro <laughs> no, you get the mancunian um i don't i like your accent i think it's fun people yeah, say well, i sound american especially from the midlands especially from the midlands they're all like i don't know where it comes from either but maybe it's because again i listen to too much american stuff i'm just the midlands is, is um the midlands will do that to you as well because i like grew up in not quite the Midlands, but like the border of Cheshire and Staffordshire. So like mm-hmm. 20 miles south is Stoke or whatever. I worked in Crew. All the lads there were lads from Stoke who all thought they were Robbie Williams, which was nightmarish. Very banter years timeline, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm Robbie Williams. You what? are Robbie Williams. <laughs> banter years has just reminded me one of my, my idea for the name of this episode could be legends of banter obviously we've all been hit pretty hard by the death of prince philip and he was god uh, that's right he was a legend of banter according according to one of his to netflix's own prince harry (laughs) 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 to to prince uh like obama jr harry he's just like looked at what obama's done since leaving office and it's like yeah (laughs) i want a piece of that that's way better than being in this stupid family. <laughs> Spotify contract. He's got a point. <laughs> Nebulous content creation exactly. company. <laughs> He's going to do a documentary with a weak pun for the title that condemns, like, deep sea fishing or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> or what about charter schools? Fish pocalypse. Fish pocalypse <laughs> is the fucking. That's the, ba- that's the bomb. That's the one there. It's Look out for it coming, coming 2022. I hate that so much because, like, as everyone has said, conspiracy was yeah, right there. It makes much yeah. more sense. But they want to make it. They want to make it part of a fucking trilogy because they have cowspiracy already, though. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, well, that's to be fair about the very real events that are going on that in was Ilford, about Ilford South, South right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, let's get that update from the battleground state of Ilford South. Hello, and thank you for paying for this cameo from me, Jimothy Baker. <laughs> We've had to move on to cameo after the NFTs we were selling. It uh, turned out they contained some truly horrific spyware when you downloaded them. So if you did download one of the NFTs of uh, Mike Gapes, 
please don't contact us. We don't know how to get rid of it. Just, uh, just burn a hard drive. That, that shit's not coming off. Anyway, I've been asked to say happy birthday to Mr. Jack Crane Reed. Apparently, two hundred years old today. So well done, Jack. That, that truly is a marvelous age. No doubt you'll be getting two letters from the Queen. Uh, Jack's asked me to talk about the situation in Ilford South. Unfortunately, Mike Gapes has not yet re-emerged. He, he speaks to us occasionally through recordings or from behind a curtain in a dark room or in our dreams. But we still hold out hope that one day Gapes will re-emerge and bring an end to all the bloodshed and war that's been happening in Ilford South. <laughs> Yes, Ilford South, quite quite a violent place these days. Yes, seen quite a lot of bodies. Uh, but we get along, we, we manage. We've, we've, we're building a semblance of our old life. I'm doing my podcast again, Jimothy Baker's podcast. Unfortunately, it's not currently available on SoundCloud or Spotify. You need to actually come to my tent mm-hmm. and in return for some food or milk or a sup, I recite the week's episode to you. Here in Ilford South, we're still in a state of mourning for Prince Philip, the Prince of our hearts. He once came to Ilford South in the 50s and it was the most magical day we've ever experienced. He came, he waved and he left and everyone in Ilford South has fond memories of the day Prince Philip paid our small town a visit. So, happy birthday, Jack, and in the words of Ilford South's favourite musical son, Jimmy <laughs> Buffett, have a pina colada. I really like pina coladas. I'm Jimmy Buffett. Fucking <laughs> 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 And it was definitely Jimmy Buffett's song. <laughs> that is absolutely a Jimmy Buffett song, the pina colada song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it it, it isn't, isn't the name of a song literally the Pina Colada song by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Brackets Buffett. <laughs> he can't drop the NFT thing, can he? He's obsessed. I've never seen someone so uh, captivated by such a phenomenon. It makes me feel like perhaps he's uh, he's rebranding uh, the Ilf the, the Ilford Inquirer. For, for modern times on the blockchain <laughs> modern times great bob dylan album there yeah oh um, he's God. like a dog with a bone we have or a cat with a string <laughs> or a cow or a human with, with an milk. nft <laughs> i was just gonna Go say that he the man is the poster's poster <laughs> so you were asking sarah about uh who the various factions are in ilford south and so on well they are as follows uh there is Gorgeous Georgie's yeah. gang. Gorgeous Georgie is obviously Michael Michael Gapes' longtime chauffeur. You may mm-hmm. be familiar. Um, the first openly gay man in Ilford South. Uh, to the, uh, the only to this day, in fact, I believe. <laughs> um, and, you know, a legendary hard, hard man who is dispatched by Gapes uh, on various missions that often involve, uh, say, uh, killing all the leaders of the London criminal underworld with uh, stilettos. So there's Gorgeous Georgie's gang. There is the GG gang. Obviously, people will be familiar (laughs) with them. A a criminal gang. Those guys. That has no affiliation whatsoever with the Gape goons, a legitimate organisation affiliated with Michael Gapes. Um... There are there are Miller's data miners. 
I mean, they're kind of nerds. So you don't really need to worry about them. Miller's probably dead anyway, as far as I know. Um, I was going to say, have we got a message from Richard Miller? Richard or is he still Miller, hiding? That would be a scoop, indeed. Nobody, mm. nobody knows, you know, it's a mystery. Now Mike Gapes has obviously gone to ground as well, although that recording did sound awfully like him. Maybe I'll have to get uh, the voice, the, our voice analysts at this St. Petersburg troll factory to run it through <laughs> uh, the uh, analysis. Uh, finally, uh, you have two more uh, factions within the uh, Warriors-style Ilford civil war <laughs> you have the milk boys uh milk boys the milk boys not to be confused with all the other gangs in ilford for whom milk is a key part of their ethos uh then you have cowhead who <laughs> jimothy has posted some pictures of the cowhead gang um they are people who wear cow heads sometimes fake sometimes real uh over their human heads uh and finally there is actually another group or there's rumors thereof at least um a clandestine group who call themselves the gay frogs who've been carrying out against the warlords but jimothy has been unable to verify this he obviously tweeted it anyway as a public service as he often does with unverified information most journalists are just like no i'll only share information if it's verified but jimothy's like no that's depriving the people of information he doesn't even need one source (laughs) yeah exactly he will literally just make it up he will literally just post a screenshot uh including like personal information that just happens to be on screen of a text from mike gapes he'll just do that because that's how much he cares about like giving people the direct unfiltered propaganda lines of politicians um I forgot what the frog lads were called, but I'm going to call them the frogarellas. Um, I heard that they've been replacing um, Ilford's water source with with milk. Um, yes. Would you care to comment on that? Well, that's obviously been underway a long way. That's a Gapes era policy that has been maintained even in the current lawless time <laughs> era. Um, they, this this is a sort of the wall uh, of, uh, to, to Michael Gapes' Donald Trump. He's long promised to rid Ilford of unclean water and indeed clean water uh, and replace it all with milk. Um, And, you know, that's something that has wide popular support in Ilford South. And, you know, the various gangs, they don't agree on a lot. There's a lot of ideological differences. But in addition to Mike Gapes being the best possible leader of Ilford South, what all of them can agree on is uh that that people should only drink milk that people should bathe in milk <laughs> etc Dionysian <laughs> Sam Tari might Sam Tari might provide the honey you never know you might need to give him a chance <laughs> nah <laughs> nah we gave Tari a chance I know, uh, I know. yeah that, that, <laughs> that worked uh, out well didn't it yeah exactly right up until the uh, covert human intelligence bill I was like mm, yeah this guy could be okay he's he's used our shit in, in his propaganda <laughs> maybe maybe he's good <laughs> then he was just like nah I am going to abstain on this bill that lets uh, fucking spy <laughs> cops 
commit appalling crimes. <laughs> yeah, good, good stuff. Um, They're all in the fucking pay of the OCG, man. That word. Yes, normal. exactly. So, overused uh, these uh, days. You know, uh, I think Mr. Johnson, uh, if he if he, uh, uh, yeah. he needs to uh, uh, sort out the corruption on his own side, uh, like they do in uh, Line of Duty, please clap. <laughs> <sighs> I was watching that shit for my job, and it was <laughs> so terrible. Like, fortunately, I was like, I was on standby, so I was just cringing silently to myself. Someone else had to handle the bullshit. That was his best ever PMQs. So I'm reliably informed by the the great. Is that so? By Jimothy Baker and other esteemed journalists. Well, John John Crace is back on board, so you know it's good. Oh wow, yeah. Jimmy Baker didn't actually watch it, but Mike Gapes told him it was a pretty impressive performance. <laughs> am, am I correct in understanding that GB News has recruited Jimothy uh, to join their team of um, investigative reporters? Well, yeah, but there's several <laughs> literal minefields in Ilford South that he's got to get through to uh, turn up to work for that. So, uh, you know, let's see if that materializes. <laughs> A real band of rogues, that channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just like, you, well, oh, who else is a cunt? No <laughs> honor amongst thieves. <laughs> it's kind of Ugh. funny how they're just not running out of cunts to hire as well. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Entire dear British media. <laughs> they got, they've got Andrew Doyle, like the yeah. sh- shittest right-wing comedian on. So, uh, fucking, What's know. the opposite of a brain drain? complain about being cancelled yeah a brain yeah um something like it would be like if somehow andrew doyle would be bequeathed with one brain cell a butler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right. convinced they're never actually going to launch because this has been about a year now, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, like, it's... yeah. GB News, with Andrew Neil is going to be great. We're going. They've got loads of money. They're going to hire loads of talent, and like, well. They're hiring people and they're announcing them on a sort of sporadic schedule, but when the fuck are they actually launching? I've always maintained with Andrew Neil, people are like, oh, he's, you know, he may be a flaming reactionary who, like, spent his editorship of the Times denying that AIDS was a real fucking problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but he's good at what he does. He's a courageous journalist. He'll take on the people. It's like, he's literally just some, like, pissed old cunt on Twitter, just like, racism against white people. <laughs> like, worthless man. I will never stop saying this, but anyone that isn't blocked by Andrew Neil on Twitter needs to go and look at his pinned tweet and play the song that is in his pinned tweet because it is frightening. Is oh, it no. Lee, Lee Kern rap song? No, like, it's yo, worse. It's yo, in... anti Semitism is whack. How about we listen to it? We can <laughs> oh, review God. it. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Cut, cut. Yeah, oh, that's a sure. thing we can do, unfortunately. We've got the yeah. whole gang together, why not? You know, let's torture ourselves. First off, is anyone not blocked by Andrew Neil? Is there a caption or...? What's the context of this GBU's, bullshit? Yeah. Uh, John the Muse... Uh, John the music? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. If John I rec- the music. I'm not Is he sure Welsh? If I recognise this paedophile on screen. <laughs> <laughs> GB News. GB News. <laughs>
<laughs> you got the other broadcaster shaking in the shoes. Oh no. TV news, it suits me fine. Fucking hell. On the free virgin sky and stream it live online. God. Jesus Christ, man. Is this supposed to be their answer to the BBC news intro? <laughs> Did you just shout out Unheard magazine? <laughs> the cow website that Mike Gates had no part in founding, but it's probably written for. <laughs> God, is it still going on? Yeah, it's like yes. two and a half minutes long or some shit. Christ. Oh, shut up, cunt. Now students are dreaming of a self Oh, he's trying to sound like Frank Sinatra and it doesn't work. Oh. He's like, he's like interpolating other songs. So it's like a bit of <laughs> That's Amore. Oh my goodness me. The insurgent with a quip. The insurgent. Oh. Is this guy an ISIS? He's going to radicalize people. I don't He's know if I've ISIS. never come across him. Usually acting like in the uh. musical entertainment. <laughs> Shut up, you wanker. Oh, wait, I'm that not in ISIS. Not... I forgot. That's Of course, you yep. are not now and have never been affiliated with them. Similar to how the GG gang have no affiliation whatsoever to Mighty Gapes or the Gape Goons. That song was some tossed salads and scrambled eggs fucking nonsense, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you notice a little bit of that some more, or did I just imagine that? No, no, it happened. When the moon hits a... That, the Dewey Cox rendition of that will never be topped. <sighs> <laughs> he sounds uh, like a... Like a like an off-brand Richard Cheese. It's, it's not... Like... <laughs> That's exactly what it is, my well, God. <laughs> I need a, a warm, soothing balm after that load of shit. So. Oh, that was <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Time to get my shirt, my uh, my tropical shirts out. This is Jimmy fucking Buffett. No, no, it's not. It's even better. <laughs> well, will the birds in the trees know something that we can't see? Oh no! This is karaoke now. We were born to be free. Need no government. Crap oh, is this Van the Man? Yeah, it's Van. Nice. They'll take a mile. I'm probably not even synced up with the track on you guys. I didn't know he was. Wouldn't you agree? Jack's outing himself as an anti-masker. <laughs> well, I just feel like Van Morrison is hit, is spitting straight truth and facts on this. What can I say? Jack's a connoisseur of nightmarish boomer like anti-masco rock. Yeah, I I don't know. I like I say it's like I I am very interested in like the lion in winter. You know, the great artists who are still <laughs> still creating with the passion that they they exhibited as uh, younger individuals, such as Jimmy Buffett. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ringo Starr also comes up in the piece I'm writing. Ringo's Ringo solo Star, music. You normal is not normal. 
I don't, I'm just <laughs> turning Van down so we can talk. But yeah, that was I such just... a deep lyric. Normal is not normal. No way. In fact, it's no kind of normal at all. People seem to have am- amnesia trying to remember the Berlin Wall. Uh, well, the Drive by Truckers album this year was the new OK. And it's just really funny to me that such like an arch liberal band is like accidentally hit on like the same rhetorical flourish as like Van Morrison's super <laughs> dumb reactionary anti-vax. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's got a new album coming out, actually. It is uh, Van Morrison's latest record project. It's called... It's a double album comprised of 28 songs ominously billed as Volume 1. <laughs> Did Dan Harmon name that? I was going to say, that title's very postmodern, isn't it? Is he the Pet Shop Boys now or something? Don't mention his name in the same sentence as the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> that was just insulting. What? Dan Harmon or, or, Va- or Van? Oh, not, Van. Not I mean, yeah, I'm sort of indifferent to Dan Harmon. I mean, we get Dan it. Dan screen Screenwriting books. But, um, no. Van, Van Harmon. Oh, God, now, imagine those two. Like, what Van Morrison is, Van is Morrison's the man. New album. I fucking love Van Morrison. <laughs> I know, like, no songs of his. I know Brown Eyed Girl. I don't well, know. I, I have I have a severe <laughs> deficiency with the rock canon, as people that follow my Twitter might know. In in that I just do not I just do not know so much of it. Like it's a it's a blank to me. Like I just Van's don't know. I barely don't rock. get around to it yet. Well, Van's you know, whatever like, he is, the the sixties like boomer. Yeah, I know. Call he's it the sixties boomer generation. canon, then you know, the music of the millennium poll winners poll. What I love about Van is that he's, like, always been so, at like, isolated from a wider rock scene. Like, he's just, like, someone yeah. who's relentlessly, like, bitter and resentful and borderline paranoid. I was going to say, do you attribute that to his terrible personality? Yes. Terrible I mean... Music. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> No, his music is great. Uh, like, that, this, <laughs> okay. this is the thing. Like, with, with, with Jimmy Buffett, it's, like, sort of ironic... I mean, I do kind of like some 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 of Buffett's <laughs> jams, but it's sort Who was of that? ironic Who was because that? I would just want to he... say thank you. <laughs> yeah, hi. What? He is obviously terrible, but at the same time, I kind of like him. But with Van, I just think he's a genius, and he is also like a bit of an idiot. But that's like what makes him a genius is that he's just so like he doesn't overthink his art. It's just all pure instinctive stuff. He's like, well, yeah, why, yeah. why do we have to have this fucking pandemic? I want a tour. I want to play the blues with my friends. Like, <laughs> he's like, that's why he's so affronted by the pandemic. It's because he's like a pure artist in that he's a total solipsist. He can't like see the world outside Van Morrison. Uh, all he can do is just keep like driving towards some like uh, transcendent spiritual uh, musical expression. So just, he just—he's you know, trying to perfect the same thing by working on it over and again, right? Yeah, kind of. So I mean, it's there's... the life of Pablo. <laughs> ah. If you you can see his like forty albums as uh, yeah, sort of one one story being continuously told. But uh, but you know, I'm getting a bit sincere here. It's not very okay. Not, then let, uh, allow me to interrupt this by asking for your ranking on the following. Van Morrison, Jim Morrison, White Vans, and Morrisons. 
<laughs> nice. Well, I'd have to say Van Morrison uh, would would be number one there. Uh-huh. You know, Morrison's is okay. I'm not as anti. I'm not as anti the doors as some people, you know. Oh, I mean, that's controversial. I I, I want... like this. I want to follow this up, but you go on. Yes, please do after. I yeah, just quick quickly on the white vans point. You know, obviously when I see a white van, what I feel is respect. <laughs> you know, that if, it, if there's sure. anything that Emily Thornberry has taught us, you have to respect them because they're they're the cut co- they're the color of Blue Labour's ideal England. Was but... it around that time that the Sun did a white van manifesto? <sighs> God, yeah, I remember he did that. one like every week. Yeah, there's a guy called White Van Dan, which is clearly just one of their like middle class journalists that they've, they've, they've asked to do a bit. And um, they'd yeah, they'd ask them for their views, and it oh, was no, just it, always it always just like, the same. Like, I think we should bring back hanging for nonsense. It was actually the guy whose like house Emily Thornberry took the piss out of. They like the son got him to like write an op ed. <laughs> Um, and he was basically and he a fascist. Looks like wasn't that he? North FC guy, you know. <laughs> you oh my god. Um, the doors. Well, then they replaced though. him with Scarlett Johansson in Under the Skin. <laughs> the band The Doors. No, I've seen not, that. Not, <laughs> the band The Doors, not <laughs> to be confused with the hashtag Labour Doorstep, which. Uh, uh, which is, mm. is uh, starting again if you're a, a puce face dad. Uh, the Labour doorstep is, is uh, you know, it's Labour doorstep time. Um, I've got too much melanin and too much uh, <laughs> large for that. Uh, don't you want to follow up? <laughs> I'm simply not real enough, man. Those guys, those guys are so real, I can't keep up with them. Fucking, the, the guys who are really there, really on the real doorsteps. They're fucking heroes of politics, man. I couldn't aspire to that. I got sidetracked there anyway. I wanted to make the white van joke, but Diss, you, gonna... you, you were tempting me to talk about the doors. You can rehabilitate anyone you want to from the 60s as a hipster kind of, uh, as a hipster pundit. Now you can say yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm really into so-and-so. I love, I love, I don't know. I can't think of a fucking example. You could, you could pretty much, yeah, you could be like, oh, I'm into the, the musical output of Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah. Try bringing back... <laughs> Try bringing back the fucking Doors, man. It's the last frontier of, like, unacceptable <laughs> yeah. 60s bands that you're not... Like, that's my position on the Doors. They're so yeah. unfashionable, I almost quite like them again. Yeah, yeah, I no, I, I feel much the same. Like, I feel like they're not... They're Maybe no, the dead. They're no worse than a lot of bands of yeah. their era. Uh, I mean, they have more good songs. I was going to say, they're maybe comparable, but they have, like, a really vivid and, like, active online community, and, like, I don't see that for The Doors. I also so. think The Dead have been, like, totally <laughs> rehabilitated in, like, the indie yeah, yeah. scene. I like, think you're right, yeah. All the psych the, guys are into them. Yeah, the Riley guys Walker from The National... The, the national guys put together a like 60 track compilation with like everyone from indie music on it like no way uh, yeah yeah no they, they're they're big big dead fans uh all the in- really weird experimental music guys i follow from like baltimore and that are really big deadheads so <laughs> i no, but i i think the, the doors are like yeah way more unacceptable than the dead they're uh, the last taboo yeah and 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 I think like they've got some good stuff. Like their first album is good, and their last album is good. Everything in between is a bit like, uh, but like the first album is really good. Like mid '60s psych rock with like you know break on through to the other side and light my fire and shit. Just like 
undeniable tracks. And then the last one is like pretty decent for a white blues album. Um, right. Morrison Hotel. Wait, their final album was LA Woman, although Morrison Hotel is a pretty decent album too. Also in a blues vein. Like the playing's really tight on it, like they expanded the band a bit and like Jim Morrison's fucking stupid lyrics kind of... Uh, <laughs> they, they mean that like the blues isn't too like conventional, I guess. Like it gives it a different different dimension but uh um, he's got the lsd lizard blues man. yeah exactly well that was that was like a very overweight bearded jim morrison that was like when <laughs> he'd lost all his glamour he's, but he he's got the 77 some... comeback elvis blues <laughs> he still had some you know some shit left in the tank of that one but yeah mostly uh i mean obviously like they're not too really subversive as i mean that maybe in terms of like jim morrison being up there screaming about wanting to like, fuck his mom and stuff but like that that's kind of subversive in a way but like you know it you know you can kind of in a way i guess like compare jim morrison's treatment in terms of like every show he did like the police would be there ready to arrest him uh to lenny bruce but the thing with lenny bruce is that he was like breaking uh, obscenity laws by saying things that at the time were considered challenging whereas Jim Morrison was just getting his cock out all the time. <laughs> he just wanted to get his dick out, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Jim Morrison to Lenny Bruce to Gigi Allen pipeline. <laughs> also, 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 like, Jim Morrison comes from an interesting lineage uh, in that his dad was responsible for the Gulf of Tonkin incident that was, like, what? instrumental in bringing the US into the Vietnam War. Like, his his dad uh, is, like, a... Well, was, obviously, uh, like, a higher-ranking US general in that era. That's insane, because they are, like, the ultimate Vietnam band. Like, maybe yeah, them, and, exactly. them and the Jimi Hendrix experience, I guess. Like, well, the two Vietnam-era bands. To be like, fair, not, to, in, not to diminish them, but like you will always hear Jimmy yeah. wailing on the guitar in some Vietnam film. Well, you he always hear the song uh, The End in Vietnam films. Exactly so. To, to, be, to be fair, Jim Morrison does not just say that he wants to fuck his mum on that track. He says that he wants to kill his dad. So perhaps he had uh, so ambivalent is feelings. Rex, then. Yeah, no, it's the yeah, pretty literal Oedipus thing. It's like it's always like the most the a kind of dumb and ob obvious reference. Uh, not not that the play Oedipus by Sophocles is is bad or anything, but I mean like he'd he'd always like just be like, all right, yeah, Oedipus. That's the play where they the guy. Uh, fucks his mum and kills his dad i want to like get a reference into that but i you know who knows if he like actually read it or whatever he's got this poem that he wrote which is like he's like i saw adolf hitler blah 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 something he brings in he brings in hitler somehow and then he's just like i straddled the fence and my balls hurt like <laughs> so so dumb but to be fair, like when I was like 13, that was quite inspirational to me. I was like, oh, if he can just write that bollocks, I can like write poetry. It's just shit off the top of my head as well. But, you know, I used to be a, uh, uh, when I was in my teens, I was a big uh, Richard Brodigan fan. And he, like 60s dudes, loved to write about their penis and testicles. That was like their favorite thing to write about. But not all get them out as much as Jim Morrison. That was where he was a trailblazer. <laughs> but I was going to say, with the Jim Morrison, he uh, portended 
um, a line of infamous rock stars whose parents were involved in various regime changes, not to mention Mitski's dad, who was like, oh, who was yeah. in the U.S. consulate around the time when um, uh, the 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 U.S. Uh, sanctioned regime ta- change took place in Congo. There was the whole Mitski's dad is CIA <laughs> discourse that I managed to miss, but reading up on it, I was in hysterics. It's brilliant. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I caught the end of that. Like I saw it reflected in the Plato's cave of discourse. <laughs> <laughs> there was also like St. Vincent's done a new album about like about how awful it was to cope with her dad going to prison and then like you think oh that, that must have been rough and it turns out he was like some kind of major white white collar fraud guy yeah <laughs> yeah you didn't even need to Madoff tell me that I just knew moment of silence for Bernie Madoff please guys <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P <laughs> he dead off with the money that doesn't work I was in the um, guest stream yesterday <laughs> and I was like R.I.P Bernie Madoff scamming king and he's like who's Bernie Madoff I was like okay this is the wrong thing <laughs> 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 Let's hear the message now from our friend Juliet Jakes. Hi, it's Juliet Jakes here with a message for the Real Politic podcast, on which I've been a frequent guest ahead of your 200th episode. I just wanted to say that Real Politic is comfortably the silliest endeavour that I have ever been involved with. I really can't believe I've given up so much of my time to talking to you about gay frogs and New Order tribute bands and all this other nonsense. I mean, what even is a Tim Farron? And why should anyone be interested in it? I can't even go to the shops and buy a pint of fucking milk without laughing like a twat because of your stupid show. So... I hate to think what it's done to Mike Gapes. I can't even think about Mike Gapes without seeing a picture of him with that massive, like, spliff in his mouth. You know, you you really have destroyed that man as a public figure. And, you know, now it seems incredible that anyone would have ever taken him seriously. Maybe they didn't. Wow. That was a beautiful message. From I really Julia. enjoyed Juliet's episodes. There were some great episodes, man. Like they I, are great episodes. I, as I only listen to the episodes of this show that I have edited, I'll come clean. I don't know what the fuck you're on about the rest of the time. <laughs> so like, like, no, like, that's yeah. I have a lot to catch up on. I'll put it that way. But no, I really enjoyed editing those, and she's a great guest. We should get her on again. Maybe we have recently. We I did don't know. Our, <laughs> our last episode. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. That was a lovely uh, message from Juliet. Yesterday she was telling me that she was buying milk the other day and thinking about our podcast and uh, how it's broken her brain. Oh. I love how even when you don't do the accent, you 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 uh, do like a, a micro pause and you inflect milk so it's really strong at the end of the <laughs> sentence. So even if the, you're not like milk, you're still like milk. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's we revere milk. <laughs> um, she said that Lee and Herring ruin eggs. We ruin milk. It's a bloody nightmare. Nice. Milk. That's a great testimonial, man. Yeah. I was I was gonna plug earlier. We were talking about how I'm doing a stream of Sinan tomorrow, but it will already have been done by the time that this episode comes out. Great. Oh, you mean that stream I... you did yesterday? Yeah, that stream that I did yesterday wasn't it a great stream? Yeah. Weren't we that all was touched? Dope. By I enjoyed how, it. How, it was a beautiful stream 
full of lovely messages of support from uh, Mm -hmm. me for the show. (laughs) But yeah, but basically the book of the year is coming out. Here's Mike Gapes on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Delighted that... Delighted that our book, Change, the independent group, edited and compiled by Peter McNabb, is published on April 12th, 2021. (laughs) Available for pre-orders in paperback or on Kindle via Amazon Waterstones. Um, So, Change UK have, like compiled a book i don't know what this means is it like an essay collection where like each of them says i'm so glad that i got boris johnson into number 10 single-handedly you should all blame me for this person <laughs> each of them is held to account for their failure no. <laughs> what <laughs> failure do you speak of their icons <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, they did succeed. Literally, they just, like, were desperate to stop Jeremy Corbyn from becoming PM. And they and Chopper and Munna wanted to have a vague uh, consultant yeah. job, you know? Yeah, well, well we, that's, like, the key thing about the book. Chucker uh, is presumably persona non grata in the pages <laughs> of this book. He, uh, you know, this is very much by the Gape Soobs Leslie faction of. <laughs> is Leslie Wait, introducing it? What the hell happened there? Well, change the case split. Remember? Yeah, the Gape. <laughs> it's <good. laughs> maybe Peter McNabb, whoever that is, is a Gape goon, <laughs> but it no, no relation to the GG gang. Remember how Change UK split? They split into two. A bunch of yes. them, like, they went off and were like, we're the group of independents or something. They, like, formed a second independent group that wasn't Change UK. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, sorry. They were, like, they were not the independent group. They were an independent group. <laughs> so, <laughs> so convoluted. So convoluted. They're, like, the people's front names. of Judea and was the other one. <laughs> From the people's front of, of Ilford South. <laughs> it was beautiful because you got to throw like all of the tired old. Oh, look at the left splitting again. Memes like straight back at them, like Stalin, <laughs> Stalin yeah, photoshopping yeah. people out of the, the portraits and everything. You know, you know. Yeah, but there were like oh, two gosh, groups. Yeah. There was the bright young things, which was like Chuka, Luciana Berger, Gavin Chuka, Heidi <laughs> Allen as well. Initially, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heidi Allen, who uh, one of the, one of the one one of the non Labour Tories in the group, <laughs> all obviously being Tories to some extent, uh, apart from Gapes, who is Labour. <laughs> you cut but, him open, and that's Labour. <laughs> he bleeds Labour. No, I don't. No, he like just a he stick bleeds of milk. Rock. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Gapes cuts himself, and someone's like, "Whoa, Mike! Why is all that white stuff coming out of your arm?" <laughs> <laughs> when, when they kill the android in Alien, like that's basically what it would look like. No, I was gonna, I was gonna go more for like a Buffalo Bill kind of thing. <laughs> 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 cuts him open, and where's a Gapes? <laughs> but so, so I'm hoping that there's loads of like trademark Gapes smoke aimed at the chuckers and the burgers of the world you know <laughs> just like someone someone sent him a tweet like when he announced it a few weeks ago saying like oh why have Heidi Sarah etc been left out of this or have they not and he replied with simply they are mentioned in the book <laughs> those bastards they wronged me so <laughs> is there an audiobook no 
I, I, I will never mm-hmm. forgive for, for people what ask him done. every time he mentions it. There's someone in the reply going like, "When's the audiobook dropping?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, no plans for one right now." But Jack, Jack, you've got to jump on this and then yeah. get yeah. sued by him. We have to. I'm sorry. Subscribe to our Patreon to hear me go chapter by chapter yeah. in the Gapes voice. We'll need some big donations for it because, like, you will need operations on your vocal cords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At the moment, G- <laughs> got to get that voice reconstructive surgery. <laughs> Jack and Julie right. Andrews in the same bo- in the same boat. <laughs> by the by, the end of it, I sound like the rapper the DOC after his car accident. I'm just like, Miss <laughs> 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 Leslie said, went on to become a bailiff. <laughs> like. <laughs> Listen, a voice change benefited Ernest Hub after he could no longer uh, imitate Jimmy Rogers to the best of his abilities. So I <laughs> yeah, don't see well, why the same yodeling, thing can't happen to you. That yodeling is difficult. The, the DOC would not be able to yodel. <laughs> <laughs> and thank goodness for that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm so disappointed by that Mick Jagger song. Speaking of music, like just guttingly bad shit. Like, well, I thought it was going to be another paranoid, like anti-lockdown rant, but instead it's like we're gonna live our lives again after the pandemic. And it's like fuck well, off, man. I don't need this corny optimism. Well, he hasn't like, run off to a bunker in Australia. Or at least that's what sure that's how the BBC was framing it anyway. Sure, him and Bill Clinton have hung out in a few bunkers in their time. Uh, Tom Watson's secret locked trench wank bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine if you were the band that Tom Watson decided to pluck from obscurity and claimed to be a fan of. You'd fucking split up, wouldn't you? Let's check a, a drench. Drench. A drench still a <laughs> sounds like something concern. you'd empty out of a gutter. <laughs> well i don't yeah, know no, after yeah. jay carney you know bangs one about guided by voices i'm surprised they haven't broken up for the millionth time <laughs> drenge are still together oh yeah they do have like not in their the the first you know the uh, little description paragraph at the top of their wikipedia page but in the first paragraph of background um the band rose to further prominence seven months later following the resignation of labor mp tom watson from the shadow <laughs> cabinet in july 2013 watson wrote in his resignation letter on his blog be that great labor leader you can be but try to have a real life too and if you want to see an awesome band i recommend drench <laughs> this is to ed miller band he was the he was kiss saying. of death fulfill your potential listen to drench i'm, they I'm remind excited me of like... for the drench and anvil tour I don't know about you. I was going to say, I mentally associate with them, them with that band that were on Dragon's Den, who had the worst name maybe of any group. I, uh, there was a I band recall. on Dragon's Den. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about yeah, this they at were, all. I can they remember were their name, ha- but I'm not going to say it because it's that bad. Go, are you going to? Shall I abstain as well, Geraint? Shall we fucking just have a pact not to tell the others? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You offensive. two have the best accents on here. You've got to say it. <laughs> Does it feature the N word? No. <laughs> no. Dragon's I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's not like morally dubious. It's just aesthetically <laughs> criminal, though. Yeah. So you have to say it now. I'm sorry. Fuck me. Okay, real politic audience. The band that were on Dragon's Den were called Ham Fatter. Oh. <laughs> Was Tom Watson a fan of theirs at the time? <sighs> and Andrew Neil. 
<laughs> yeah, well, Andrew, Neil, actually, yeah, Andrew Neil would say that's a slur. So a- a- Andrew Neil's into that flash dance shit. And flash Ham dance fatter is a slur. Yeah, he's, he's, he's arguing that gammon is a slur. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, I saw on Stereo Gum the other day. Um, which I have a similar kind of relationship to to Pitchfork. Um, it was this article like Jay Z, Diddy, and Nas endorse Ray Maguire for NYC mayor, and I was like, I wonder who this Ray Maguire guy is. Is he like really, you know, I don't know. Is he like really good on civil rights or something? And then I looked into it, and he's like this wall street guy who was who, who was like one of obama's biggest corporate donors uh-huh. and it's just like okay. ah they're donating to him because they're rich like and he he is also very rich um because mm. uh, yeah i guess like i've never known like diddy to be no diddy did do the vote or die campaign so he has been political diddy or didn't he did di- oh no that's sorry <laughs> never mind it kind of worked it kind of worked <laughs> whatever great. imagine i did a good joke there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the onus is on the the onus is on the listener to imagine i'm funnier than i am <laughs> they've stuck with us this long you'll be fine <laughs> This guy's campaign seems to be going nowhere. He trails behind not just Andrew Yang, but Eric Adams, Maya Wiley, Scott Stringer, and Catherine Garcia, none of whom I've ever heard of before. Apparently, there's still time for him to get it. No, there is not. This guy is not going to win. But yeah, it basically just seems like at the last minute, these (laughs) these three guys were just like, oh shit, like Andrew Yang wants to redistribute my wealth. (laughs) We've been like the the terrifyingly radical Andrew Yang. We we better throw our our celebrity behind this <laughs> Wall Street guy. Did you see the video that he did? He, of course, meaning Eric Adams. <laughs> no, nope. this is like this might be old news by the time like this goes this goes out. But like there was a, he, when he was a <laughs> state senator ten years ago, he made this video to like inst- like just apropos of nothing. He just thought it was a good idea. To make this video to show people in New York how to ser- how to search their own houses for contraband that their children might have might have um, it's hysterical. It's got this weird kind of requiem for a dream kind of downbeat violin and electronic music soundtrack that the guy who made the video was like just asked to compose on the fly. But he was also asked to go out and get some weed and a crack pipe to like use for props. And he was like, "Hang on, wait, where am I supposed to get this crack pipe from? What? Who do you Hunter think I am?" Man, hello. <laughs> he did an amazing. He, he did an amazing interview that, like, I, I, if you follow me on Twitter, Nailhead Party, I'm locked at the moment because I'm fucking paranoid. But you can request or, but like, I shared this article. It's very funny interview with the guy who made this video, and he was just like detailing <laughs> how like this whoever this guy is, Eric Adams, running for New York mayor, he's going around going like, yeah, contraband gun. You would put that in a pillow, right? And and this guy making the video is just like. Yeah, sure, Eric. That would go in a pillow. Yeah, and there's like bullets hidden behind a, a, a picture frame, uh, and the kind of the teddy bears full of drugs. It's this crazy shit, man. It's like some. It's it's like a one of those comedy shows like that parody, um, you know, public service announcements. You got to check this shit out. Go on Twitter and go to Soul Khan's feed. That's S O U L and Khan as in the name. He's a he's a producer, music guy from New York, but he like was the guy that unearthed this video. 
And so okay. it's on his Twitter feed, and like <laughs> the guy who um, who actually was involved in making it was like, oh hey, I worked on this box. ten years ago. This guy's this a bit whacked out. A jury box. But he's got also closely, really weird ways of phrasing things. Like he calls a picture instance, frame something really weird. He calls a backpack <laughs> like a, a knapsack with many portable compartments or something. <laughs> when your child bring in his popular knapsack with many different locations, look through it to see what there it was. Popular knapsack. child carrying in addition to a book. Something simple as a crack pipe. A used crack pipe. <laughs> Could he have found it on the street? That's quite possible. This is a, a discussion piece where you should start speaking with him to find out what is he doing with it. Behind a picture frame, you can find bullets. What does that mean to find bullets? Does it mean your child is, is carrying a gun? No. Where there's smoke, there's possible fire. Where there's a bullet, there's possibly a gun. The baby doll could be just a baby doll, but also it could be a place where you can secrete or hide drugs. He just shoved money down a baby doll's pants. A pillow, a gun. Just look to see what's inside you've gotta, your You've got to do a gatecast version of this at some point. <laughs> there are no first it's like finding like centuries home. old milk down yeah. the back of the sofa. As well as guns. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. That's, that's amazing. It's very surviving edged weapons, isn't it? The first <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Definitely I think I've that vibe, something yeah. something new today. I'm going to go search all my teddy bears. <laughs> Let's hear from longtime friend of the show and repeat RP guest, Jude Wanger. Jude, take it away. When I heard that Politics' most innovative podcast was celebrating its 200th episode, I knew I had to send a little message of congratulations. So, Real Politics, thank you for keeping us informed and in fits of laughter and in never-ending Mike Gape strokes. Here's the next 200 episodes. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Way. Well, that was another beautiful message. If Jude detects the irony in my voice, it is again not because I don't appreciate what she has said, but simply because I'm having to guess what she said. <laughs> the audio that we... <laughs> We haven't heard yet. <laughs> Thank you, Jude. That was beautiful. Um, I, I appreciate very much that you did that. Seeing as we're doing this stupid shit now, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's also have another one that we may or may not have heard from our good friend at the Trash Future Podcast, Nate Bethea. Take it away, Nate. Hello, Real Politic. Congratulations on your 200th episode. It's Nate from Trash Future. Years ago, before I started producing Trash Future, uh, before I even had any real plans of moving to the United Kingdom, I was here for work and waiting to fly home. I read the New Statesman article referring to Real Politic as slick and funny, and I realized there were not any British comedy politics podcasts out there that uh, didn't seem to be produced by losers from the BBC. So I listened to it on the flight home. And uh, you guys went in hard on Richard Dawkins and I laughed and hooted and hollered like an ape on my flight and everyone looked at me like I was a moron. And that set the tone for the rest of my time in this country, or at least so far. So congratulations again. Congratulations on the great work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much for bringing the glory that is Mike Gapes to even the American field of view as now even people who have never set foot on this gorgeous island know exactly about milk and uh, I think that's a good thing. It's a net gain for humanity. Uh, Nate is a stand-up guy. I've got I've got a lot of time for Nate, and you can hear 
the goodness yeah. in his heart in that message right <laughs> there. <laughs> I've sensed the Midwestern vibes from him. I feel like he's t- he's transported us to um, <laughs> Coney Island hot dog. That's a Midwestern thing. And, I um, think so, yeah. And we drank some youngling. Right? The famous islands of the Midwest. <laughs> no, always... Coney Island but... hot dog is a Midwestern thing. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tom, you can, you probably know more about this than me. Oh, for sure, man, totally. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, um, you can choose whichever response you would like from me. I'll provide you with a variety of them. Okay, man. I can thank fucking... you. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> No, um, we're on Spotify, uh, the the uh, the popular streaming app, and oh, I yeah. was compiling nice some plug. playlists recently of various episodes uh, of of uh, themed real politic playlists that might be of interest. And um, mm. Jude episodes is one of them that I that I started to make because they're always good value for money. She's a great guest. Yep. Again, Absolutely. we don't bribe our, our guests, so yes, no it, bribes. It's a great value. Nor do we make guests such as Jude. What pay you us hear is to what you get on the man. show. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have to. Ha- we definitely have not demanded that all our sort of brief special guests in this episode uh, pay us to appear on the show for like thirty seconds. A small administrative <laughs> fee. <laughs> <laughs> plug spotify because it was such a heartache to get us on spotify i'm still oh, yeah. like reeling from the experience oh, reeling no pun intended uh yeah so we're on spotify now uh, we're getting that it, joe rogan money yes we are we are as rich as joe rogan it has taken us like four years but we are now on the spotify keep an eye out for an rp special where we record from a sensory deprivation tank just all of us squashed into one (laughs) yeah that from tom watson's secret lock drench wank bunker where we really get your senses deprived the joy of being on spotify now is all the data mining and seeing the split between Genders, because at age, and I have yeah, been... it's looking healthy, isn't it? You can oh, you yeah. can see that you can see that shit on uh, SoundCloud as well. I just choose not to look at it. <laughs> I, I do because I I'm so impressed by our one percent of listeners being non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look, in the I twenty-four mean... to thir- the twenty-eight to thirty-four age bracket as well. So you can yeah. probably whittle down who that is. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that those figures were like fairly representative of a lot of left wing podcasts, primarily hosted mm-hmm. by men. <laughs> like you know, I, I, although weirdly, weren't we more popular with women from like 18 to 22, and then it yes. just flips flips drastically at age 22 just like loads of dudes flood into our audience we've got loads of we've got the most women in the in the uh, 35 to 44 age bracket so i don't know what you know women like eventually they grow out of us and then they get back into us i don't know we have you know the show hasn't even been on that long but uh. they go on rumspringer 
Yes. Yeah, a rocky relationship. Uh, and then <laughs> Geraint represents the uh, less than 1% of over 60-year-olds. <laughs> 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 Male, of course. Yeah, our boomer audience. Yeah, no, well, well, that's why I, I get him on. I don't even know how old he is, but I just assume that he's, uh, he's uh, 82. <laughs> Yeah. I'm always just so like, you're right. I'm so, the one bringing in all the older women, I think. So What was it like? Shout out to Mario Fifos. Geraint, what was it like when Highway 61 Revisited came out? What was Woodstock like? What was Altamont like? Why did you kill that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, Woodstock 99, man. That was the real shit. What was the thing? <laughs> That's true. What What was the thing you were saying, right? We were trying to like make, bring our listener down to like zero percent female listenership down to like zero percent women. <laughs> I, I can't remember what I, what I made that joke as. It, it might have been. It might have been like oh, the, the fifth <laughs> the fifth Dylan episode will do that. You know, I, I can't remember. <laughs> it was me who suggested splitting it up into a trilogy because Jack was like, "Oh, I've got this like three hour recording." I'm like, "You could not release that <laughs> in one." <laughs> I think we could have done. Uh, although we would have got to episode two hundred later, so we wouldn't be sitting here right now, which would obviously be a tragedy. I know. What would you do without me? <laughs> uh, put fewer episodes <laughs> out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I, I think I was saying like it. I think I was saying like with the Buffett con- concept or something. I'm, I'm trying to drive our, 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 our like alienate all our male fans to balance out the, <laughs> the listener figures. <laughs> like, just alienate as many people as possible, and we'll be fine. That's all. That's the ethos, right? Disso. That's the, the mm. independent artist ethos. Don't give them what they want. Give them what they need. Yes, five episodes about Bob Dylan in a row broken up only by the 200th episode spectacular featuring special guests such as drum roll um i don't actually know if we've got this one yet but let's do it land of steel my sunshine fame let's let's do this now just in case i didn't get that reference oh man i would love that jesus i used to have the biggest crush on sharon from land I'm showing my age again. Wow. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. the members of Len know the names of the other members of Len. <laughs> All I know is like there's the of brother who? and the sister. Wait, Jack, how old are you? That was weird, admittedly. Wow. 26. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, so are you a 1994 baby as well? Yes, I am. Right. Yeah, okay, so like we're Jesus the same Christ, that song you... came out when you were like fucking three years old or something. Yeah, most of the music I... Like, most of the music I listened to came out when I was no years old. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that means very little to me. To I can't honest. decide if it's a like it's not a good song at all. But I can't. No, I will argue it... that it's a good song. <laughs> I love that song, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's 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 great. It's a catchy pop song. But then the other times I'm like, no, maybe it's just popular because it's catchy. What do you yeah. think, Geraint? For lovers of for lovers of sampling, it's got a really nice break in it. Sorry, Geraint, you can talk yeah, no, in a minute. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fucking... fan of it, but I still remember it quite vividly, despite <laughs> having actively avoided hearing it for about 20 years. So there must be something there, I guess. 
it's that sample. It's that sample from yeah. More, More, More by the Andrea True dun, Connection. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, yep. That'll do it. That's the that's the DNA, man. That's the magical element. That's why that <laughs> song sticks with you. But that's but also, like every song from that era. It's 90s magic, though. It's pure <laughs> 90s. That's the other factor. It's like the intangible 90s magic. Fans, again, followers of my Twitter will know that I'm like a big fucking 90s man. He's a real 90s kid, unlike these fake hoes. <laughs> I've, been in, I've been in 1999 since 1999, man. Gonna hand this shit over now to longtime friend of the show, Woke Bane. I see the real politic boys have reached episode 200. This is admirable, but mistaken. You merely adopted the podcast audio format. I was born to it, molded by it. The memes betray you because they belong to me. I didn't see my capes until I was a man, and by then it was blinding. Thank you for your service. Thank you, Toke Bane. Pretty good Van Morrison albums in the 90s, not as good as the 80s, arguably better than the 2000s. <laughs> we talk about I something was... actually like relevant to the time, and you're like, okay, I'm going Nobody... to Van Morrison. We need to get like a live ticker on those those male uh, viewership skewed slightly every time Jack's like, yeah, great year for Bob Dylan, that was. Yeah, well, Jimmy Buffett put out one of his finest albums of... Jimmy Buffett put out an album which had three different songs that all took a different, unique look at the cheeseburger. I was gonna say, like, I, I know him for, like, his shirts, his cheeseburgers, and, like, I first encountered him on a Jello Biafra solo spoken word album where he was slagging <laughs> him off for some reason. Oh, uh, well, Buffett is kind of a byword for, like, shit. Yeah, Florida like, Republican bullshit, no doubt. Uh, he's actually, is it Florida? Uh, he, he's actually a Clinton Democrat, but yes, he's from Florida. Oh, come on, of course he uh, is. Well, that, yes. yeah, that is Republican. <laughs> yeah, but he's... Uh, yeah, but I know, repeat myself. <laughs> he's got a few little Epstein connections, you know, he's in the little black book, like Mr. Jagger. He's, Fucking, uh, what is this, true or not? <laughs> He's on the uh, he well. There was this front. There was this fundraiser uh, that he did, which Epstein was at. But yeah, anyway, uh, but Jimmy Buffett, interesting guy. <laughs> you know, he's a like multiple times best-selling author in in both fiction and non-fiction. He was the first author to have uh, a number one hit on both the fiction and non-fiction. Have you read list. these books? I wonder what his Jimmy fiction Buffett. concerns. It's stupid of bullshit. It's just like it's a isle of guys who like <laughs> hang out on the beach drinking margaritas and eating cheeseburgers, but instead of in a song, it's fucking it's in a, a fucking book. The Jimmy Buffett extended universe. That's it. That's it, Disso. That's why I'm interested in Buffett because, like, he has created this whole world. Like, all of it is so fucking stupid. But he just. But people love it. People I mean, fair like. Fair play to him. I can't think of anyone that's, like, made so much money out of targeting such a hyper specific audience. <laughs> he's one of the richest musicians in the world. Yeah. He was, like, the original <laughs> insane clown posse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's some shit like that, and like he he obviously like does have some like basic 
kind of like folky songwriting chops that he exhibited back in the day but he knows that like people want a very specific thing from him which is just like I'm drinking, I got a cheeseburger, isn't life great, by the way, I'm turning 40, but I'm basically okay with it, like, that's all, like, the sentiments in his songs, it's like, pirates, snorkeling, (laughs) like, (laughs) it circles back (laughs) to the good shit, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's a shame, like, no one in our generation does the same sort of thing. Like, I'm trying to, you know, you think, like, I, I don't know why. It just maybe the way you uh, delivered that uh, beautiful rendition of, of a hypothetical Buffett song, it reminded me of Craig <laughs> Finn from The Whole Study. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Craig Finn, Craig Finn, I wouldn't say, is uh, necessarily carrying on the spirit of Buffett. <laughs> no, like... that's what I'm saying. There's, like, no one from our time. Who is this generation's Jimmy Buffett? Oh, what's his name? Fucking um, Ariel Pink, man. How about oh, that? Oh yeah, nonsense. Well, yeah, full on Q guy. But John no, Mouse. I, <laughs> I feel like yeah, but there's maybe something like in the Buffett chill to Kurt Vile because it is just like super laid back music, just like completely stoned, blissed out stuff. Uh, pr- but Kurt Vile's very much like grounded. Oh yeah, no, you know he's you 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 hear a Philly man when you listen to him. Whereas uh... he doesn't sound like Buffett. I think it's it's all vibe, you know. And that's his that's real like... name as well, right? That really tripped, yeah. that bugged me out because I thought it was a pun on the playwright of the Kurt same Weil, name. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Got a different no, spelling. He's, su- yeah. he's such a corporate Democrat that he named himself after Warren Buffett. <laughs> No, oh, no, I, was I talking thought you were about... talking about Kurt Vile. I I very much oh, Kurt was Vial, talking yeah. about Kurt Vile. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, no, with with Kurt W E I L. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Also I thought pronounced it was like Kurt a pun, Vial, but yeah. it's like not. That's some Mandela uh, no, effect I think it, shit. It, wait, it's not. No, I'm that's pretty his sure real name. It's his real n- Fuck off. That's not yeah, his right. Name. That's what I said. <laughs> Any best show fans will know he has a brother called Paul, Paul Vio, who's like Kurt but ginger and makes his living selling <laughs> vodka jelly shots, and he calls himself the Jello Man. Uh, <laughs> and he had like there a million go, siblings that's, growing up. So yeah, more. that is yeah, his no. fucking name at all. Jesus, Wikipedia says so. Fuck. No, um, it's true. Yeah. You know, uh, like, earlier on Disso, you were saying how, like, the dead have been, like, reclaimed by, like... You mentioned Riley Walker, didn't you? How he's right, really yeah, into, yeah, like, yeah. That, that jammy stuff. He's a big Buffett fan in terms is of... Is he? Of course he music. is. Yeah, no, he he vibes to, like, the <laughs> least cool, like, boomer artist, man. It's like, it, you got to respect him. He's always just like, oh, yeah, you know, I was big Dave Matthews fa- band fan growing up or something. <laughs> it's like, wow... This guy actually like gets really good reviews. I do think he's actually my favorite David Matthews band release is when they drop twenty tons of shit on a pleasure boat from a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Do you want to explain that one for the listeners? Like Dave Matthews band shit. That's pretty much the story. (laughs) I don't know what year it was, but the Dave Matthews band were on tour um, in I think it was in Chicago uh, that they were that they were and they. We're crossing a famous bridge, and their tour bus driver decided that that would be the exact moment uh, to jettison the bus's sewage tanks. 
um, just by dropping them into the river. But unfortunately, a pleasure cruise was passing below, and they were drenched with tons of liquid shit from the Dave Matthews pounds. band. That's right, 800 pounds. <laughs> 800 pounds of Dave Matthews band. I need the kilo amount. <laughs> There's 2.2 pounds in a kilo. That's, that's 362 kilos. Passengers wow, okay. on the boat described a downpour of foul-smelling, brownish-yellow slurry that ruined their clothes and made several of them sick. Basically, if you've ever, if you've ever been to the Carling Weekend, <laughs> it's like the toilet blocks there. After pleading guilty to misdemeanor charges of reckless conduct and water pollution, the bus driver was ordered to pay a $10,000 fine, do 150 hours of community service, and serve eight months of probation. For Dave Fail to the bus driver. to continue making music. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I totally I stepped over the punchline there. Yeah, apologize, apologies. Uh you apologize to me <laughs> we can probably we can probably edit one of those jokes to work it's okay maybe you just, just need leave. to take it in turns and apologizing to each other for various things that have happened in the past and and currently during this recording i apologize for all my crimes it's those blue notes man the bits that don't fully come together it is jazz well i thought in this case it was the brown note <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's possible. Yeah, there that's it is. Thank probably you. the the genre of the Dave Matthews Band, Brown Boots. <laughs> but in uh, the jazz slang guide that I was alluding to about two hours ago, uh, that someone sent me on Twitter, um, the bum notes are referred to as clams, as in that guy's performance was full of clams. Nice. Mm. So, so like, yeah. you get you get clammy and then you fuck it up. Like I think it's because like if you also if you're at the rendition if you're at the jazz session that's the clam bake. Ah, I see. Okay. I think it's to do with that. Maybe I don't know. I think it was well, on I was page about two. to start like doing a Woody Allen impression. Like I, I played it. a clam note and and, and fat swallow. <laughs> Such small portions. Like yeah, you know you were you were criticizing my Woody impression. Yeah, your Woody's like, terrible. I, but I don't know if mine's any yes. better. Yeah, but my Actually, it's exactly you know the I'm same as mine. My Woody's better than yours. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's mine's exactly the same as my Seinfeld impression. It's just like non non Jewish American guy voice. <laughs> That's the idea. Bury the bits that will get us cancelled two hours deep in the recording. None of our <laughs> <laughs> it's worked for us for two hundred episodes. It's going to keep now, working. We, we, me and Yair have an agreement that he'll defend me in in, in, in the media and say Jack's oh, not God. being anti-Semitic, even when I am. You, you got full J word privileges, Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Yaya. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Wait, what's, that. What's the um what's the male equivalent to a shiksa? Uh, <laughs> uh, on the spotlight here. Uh... <laughs> Shit. I know that there is one, but I've forgotten it. That's not helpful. Yeah, Jack's your Jack's your shiksa. Yeah. <laughs> or is it just like a shabbos? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Shabbos Goy, yeah, yeah, you can light the candles and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a mensch, thank you. Righteous exactly. amongst the nations, um, or whatever I Schindler was... got. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Schindler, same guy. Um, earlier on, we were discussing 
Well, I was like soliciting ideas for you guys for a bit that I didn't want to reveal to you, but I was basically asking for uh, albums by country artists that feature like country music or country in the name. I guess I could expand this out to other genres, Uh, but (laughs) I was asking this purely so I could make a bunch of dumb jokes like meta-modern sounds in podcasting and 12 golden podcasting greats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just wanted to do a dumb joke of comparing podcasts to musical genres. That was it. That was all there is. Podcast, podcasting to country specifically, I think. Like yeah. The grand old podcast Opry. Well, I was trying to make... The was, grand good. old Podpri. There we yeah. go. So I was trying to make Sarah feel at home because I know she's oh, a big country you. fan. You are welcome. And when you ask me, I, I the, the first person I, I, I the, oh, the first and only contribution I made was Country Style by Dean Tex Martin. <laughs> Podcasting style. See, it works. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a special message of comradely love from friend of the show, twice real politic guest. Josie Long. Hello, Real Politic. I am very happy to be recording you this message. I've heard some reports of cowards flinching and traitors sneering, but you'll be very pleased to know that we are keeping the red flag flying here and that I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you guys as spies for the police and security. I'm... um, for uh, left-wing culture makers. Thank you, Josie. That was amazing. Oh, uh, nice yeah, thank you, Josie Long. Um, I mean, also seriously, Josie Long is incredibly nice. It's like one of one of my favourite people. Just generally, just a very very nice person. Great comedian. Always been very supportive of our show. Fellow Scotland dweller. Yeah, she's moved <laughs> up to these parts. Recently. Isn't that just every single comedian ever, though? Well, for in the autumn. Ah, a rarity. When the Airbnb uh, they just they, are they migrate like birds for the for the <laughs> festival. But like, uh, I think Josie lives here now. They come where the funny is. Throughout this episode, we've been recruiting friends of the show, longtime associates, to tell us how good we are and occasionally threaten us so next up we have the leading figure in british politics maybe not not as much as michael gapes but you know yeah okay not not even anywhere close but pretty significant so uh there's been a change of plan so i'm here i think the night before we're gonna release this episode hopefully and I just want to take some time out of listening to the Bruce Springsteen slash Barack Obama podcast to introduce one of my personal heroes, the greatest election-winning, freedom-bringing politician that this country has ever seen. A man whose integrity is synonymous with his proud name. I would like to welcome somebody who you can 100% trust at all times, the one and only, Mr. Tony. Ah, forgotten his middle name. Just Tony Blair. Tony, take it away. 
I'd like to wish the fine gentlemen at Real Politics Podcast a warm congratulations for their 200th episode. And I'd also like to thank them for over the years, providing us all with some of the finest in political education, education, education. So, wow, what wasn't that something? I mean, like, I have always... Uh, that was a I scoop hate- worthy of GB News, man. I obviously, I hail from the more moderate wing of the Conservative Party myself, but I nonetheless appreciated a shout, shout out. Two of my favourite episodes that we've done recently were with Nikita and Arjan of Way. the Leftover Podcast, with yes. whom I also had a very fun time on their podcast talking about the Adam Curtis documentary series, Can't Get You Out of My Head. I heard their podcast has a cool producer. It oh, does, I wonder yeah. what her name is. It's part Jack, of can you the pronounce Sarazim, it? Oh my god! Sahim, oh my god! Set for Sarah Sahi. I'm just really Don't, that is that, that is E-fee. how every single white boy who fancied me in primary school would pronounce my name. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> just stretch like, it out. It's <laughs> 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 just going to slow mo <laughs> when approaching you. <laughs> 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 I'm having flashbacks. Literally, one of those guys wanted to be a cop, and my mum always liked him. She's like, I think you should marry that boy. I'm like, no, thank you. Again, like, Sarah Can you please say my name in the Gapes voice, please? <laughs> I'll try. Hang on. Sarah Sahib. Yes! <laughs> Sarah Sahibism. <laughs> Stop the Sarah Sahibism. <laughs> That's my new act. No, I can't make it my name. I'll get I'll get kicked off Twitter because I've been no uh, platform by them for calling Charlotte oh Clymer a honky. <laughs> oh, is that, that that like Clinton liberal type? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the one who's like more she's into like military hardware and shit yeah yeah twitter are fascists they've uh, likes fucking imperialism i don't know they've tried to silence me as well it it is cancel culture at its worst yeah but i think that's just because you haven't heard steal my sunshine yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, i swear that's the name of a late period paul mccartney song again back with the (laughs) back with the past their prime stuff (laughs) I used to I used to be like, oh, my favorite Paul McCartney song is Temporary Secretary. That's a jam. But like every fucking hipster <laughs> says that now. Yes, they they I mean everyone said that about 10 years ago. I mean, get with the get with the program. You yeah, forget but, that I you forget that I'm old. <laughs> I've been McCartney saying this for a long time. McCartney McCartney 2 and McCartney solo stuff in general is like the dead and not like the doors in that it's kind of come full Yeah, it's circle. been rehabilitated. Uh, eh? Yeah. yeah any like independent it's not not independent minded so much as indie minded person Uh, you should try rehabilitating Ringo's solo material that's that's the next project (laughs) Ringo's not doing himself any favours for rehabilitation I'm (laughs) trying and I'm failing I mean I Rongo star latest EP and it is weak Uh, he does always 
have lots of famous people on his stuff, although it is very kind of tragicomic to look at how there are fewer actual quote-unquote stars in the All-Star oh, yeah. Band every tour. They're uh, all dying off, sad. aren't they? And they they're do, not being replaced is, at an equal rate. It's not because they've fallen out with Ringo yet. It's because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Has Art Garfunkel joined him yet? Not yet, no. If you look at the all-star band lineups to be 80s it's like insane there's like half the e street band half the band like <laughs> just insane people just like really genuinely well-known people who were in quite a bad point in their careers like well Joe i was Walsh. gonna say like the e street band band have literally played with everyone nils what's his face he started with uh you'll know you know which crosby stills nash and young fellow it is which one was it, it? was it was neil there you go of course it was and um, on after the gold rush no and i I met up with my friend the other day we were talking about the irishman and she didn't know little stephen was was in the band like you know in the 50s kind of yeah he plays like frankie valley or something doesn't he he doesn't have any lines he just sings yeah 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 but he i think he plays a real person well probably i don't know that's awesome is it it's not as awesome as Paul McCartney's temporary secretary. Temporary. Mr. Marx, can you save us from capitalism? Is that deliberate? There must be. Is that is that line? Is that line? Is that a deliberate lyrical nod to Karl Marx, or is he just being funny? It's about the exploitation of of secretaries by. It's got to be. He didn't name a guy Marx by accident. Come on. Mm. Paul McCartney's Paul McCartney died in the sixties and was replaced by a secret Marxist. That's a good like variant to that theory. Well, whoever it yeah. was, fucking killed it with Ram. I I would die for that album. So you well, know, Ram's I'm, great. Like Ram's that's so the thing. Good. All of that stuff is all of the seventies Max stuff is pretty good. You know, people didn't like it at the time because it was like kind of inconsequential and he was obviously really high all the time. And it wasn't the Beatles, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I say good on him for being high all the time and just jamming out and having fun. (laughs) And Um, getting his kids to sing on the record and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cute. It's a big Frank Zappa move. Yeah. Like Linda... Linda wasn't the best musician, but he loved her, so she was in the band. Like, yes. you got to respect it. And it's still more listenable. Although I respect Yoko a lot, uh, her collaborative stuff with John, you know, often not as, as pleasant to listen to as Wings. So <laughs> I haven't listened to that stuff, but only be- only because it involves John Lennon. <laughs> no, he's a well, prick. The, the critical view on john lennon has gone full circle like in the opposite direction to the dead and stuff <laughs> like just a few years ago it's like oh john lennon like peace you know like the <laughs> imagine was was uh kind of ubiquitous and now it's like oh it's that fucking song that the arsehole <laughs> celebrities sang on that stupid bit <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that those guys all died by yeah. an idf um an idf psyop <laughs> he oh was sent God. into Hollywood to like rehabilitate the IDF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, yeah, not 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 a fan of uh, of of Gal. <laughs> Well, like no, she can't act like at all. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> if she could, um, I'd be like, okay, fine. But no, no, there is not a there is not a, an iota of talent there. She's just hot. Yeah, you don't have to really separate the art from the artist because she's a bad artist <laughs> as well. Obviously. If you could call it okay. that, uh, yeah, and and um, I'm not what... I'm not very good at singing Imagine either. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean just just a not a not a great person, I don't think. But it's so weird. You read interviews with her, and it's so like rehearsed. It is so much like someone who's had military training, but has like been the face of the military yeah. and has learned 100%. how to oh, PR. Le- learned how to like just speak in that total PR way. Does um, she use military time in like <laughs> casually in her answers and stuff? Yeah, it's She's like, like certain, certain uh, oh three hundred hours, certain Blair young Labour Blairites. I was gonna say she was found in the same um, in the same uh, hovel as the uh, Israeli spy that Keir Starmer hired to stalk everyone on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they probably do have the same like training. I mean. Yeah, like, but there, well, there definitely is a link between the Starmer wing of Labour and, like, uh, the IDF. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not again, not trying to, <laughs> not Wait, trying to start, any, not trying to start anything here. <laughs> he did literally employ an IDF guy. But, oh, um, I but, am. The only person I support is that Taylor Swift update Stan account who got arrested <laughs> for refusing to. The draft dodging, <laughs> yeah. Where. Oh, that sorry, was I've truly not been a legendary much poster. Recently, I've been in prison for dodging with your hat. Yeah, no, that 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 person was very cool. But uh, no, I I just mean like you you see certain people in Young Labour who it's like they've wanted to be prime minister since they were like eight or something. They they and so they're used to like calibrating everything that they post on social media to be like a an official statement signed off by various aides it all comes across really focus grouped yeah yeah and you're like you're 15 <laughs> like <laughs> you, 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 even if even the ones in like their mid-20s and stuff you're like fuck they've been doing this for a long time haven't they this person doesn't know how to communicate like a person. <laughs> I guess um, it's an understandable reaction to the fear of like the fucking newspapers, but they're, they're yeah. not gonna. They're not gonna. Those guys are not in a. They're not a threat. They're not gonna get shit on by the newspapers anyway, because they like their yeah, views exactly. are completely com- commensurate with what they think. I was just yeah. gonna say it's like the inverse of theater kids whose parents put them in like these training, <laughs> you know, the singing and the da- the dancing and the acting classes. The singing and the dancing and the sing- Sorry, I just for some reason I was just thinking of oh the singing and the dancing and the singing. <laughs> but instead it's just like the, the the you know it's somehow worse than musicals, which I didn't think was possible. Oh, dear God, dear God, the sound of podcasting. That's that. That's one. The milk is alive <laughs> with the sound of Gapesy. <laughs> well, I was going to ask one thing on 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 the notion of of of, uh, of of peace. Who embodies it better, Lenin or Star? 
or star oh star i think star is the kind of affable easygoing guy although i will say that like the main reason that john lennon is basically cancelled these days is for beating his first wife and i i hate to like break all of you's hearts by saying that ringo star was also accused of domestic abuse Oh, I assume most. I was gonna say that they're both terrible at it because you know after the October the fifteenth, I must, I, I, I plead with you, please don't send anything for me to sign. I'm asking you with peace I and love. I am warning you with peace <laughs> and love. Peace and love. <laughs> yeah, he, peace and love. It'll be tossed away. He, he wasn't asking Sarah. He he was warning. <laughs> he, there there was a threat with of retaliation. He used to be my favourite one, just by default, because he did the voiceovers to Thomas the Tank Engine, which I buzzed yes. off when I was a kid, and he would be like, "Well, look, but he's a great then they all went that, then they all went home and had a fish supper. It was the well, best fish supper they'd ever had." He was a yeah, great America Thomas got the Tank Engine Did they? And like, yes. And Ringo is a bad drummer. Is like the shittiest, like stupidest contrarian music take. Like, no. Not Quincy Jones disagrees with you. Yeah, well, I mean, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, Jones was like, none of those motherfuckers could play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, no, Best but that's. Best interview say, of all time. Like, no one yeah, could ever beat it. That, that was a great interview, but that's like saying the, the Beatles as a whole were not, like, virtuoso musicians, which is accurate enough when you're saying it about, like, the whole band. But singling out Ringo for, like, not being able to play as if, like, George Harrison was doing, But he like, had anecdotal shredding. evidence to back it up, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, I inherited my, I, I'm of a certain age, I'm on the cusp of uh, the uh, Generation X millennial uh, divide, and I, as a consequence, I got my opinions on the Beatles from the fucking people who were reacting against them first time around, and I've never <laughs> moved on from that. Yeah, but wouldn't, yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't those people be, like, reacting against the stupid, like, idea that was popular at the time of the Beatles that Ringo couldn't drum? Like... Because because the because the received this received wisdom is like oh you know not even the best drummer in the Beatles which, yeah, which yeah, John yeah. Lennon never said he didn't so actually sure, say yeah so surely it would be the contrarian thing to be like well I'm not a big Beatles fan but obviously Ringo knew his stuff no but we were that's too mature for me it's not inflammatory <laughs> enough I don't like that kind of equivocating bullshit well a bit of fairness to all sides take man I like I prefer the <laughs> I'm from the punk background, really. I'm a fucking obnoxious man. That's the thing. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of Roller Coaster of Love, a, a hit oh when my you God. were coming <laughs> out. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, I have a thing for them. They're the funniest fucking band currently working. They don't know it, but they are. The, the, well, that's Anthony like Kiedis, Buffett. Anthony Kiedis is the un- is the funniest lyricist. Like he doesn't know it at all. He writes lyrics without even thinking about it. Like music, the great communicator used two sticks to make it in the nature. <laughs> like, okay, the that nature. wasn't a Kiedis voice. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want me to fucking do the voice? Do the voice. Gonna... Do the quick. voice. Do the voice. Quick. Yeah, Jack is running out of space. <laughs> I'm running out of disk space. I've got to stop recording in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, what, 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 yeah, the time um, is short for Anthony Kiedis impressions, I'm afraid. I, I'm obsessed with the song. I'm obsessed with the fucking song, Don't Stop. I don't, can't stop, whatever it is. Can't stop, addicted to the shindy. The shinty. 
the, uh, the sport, like, the violent like, sport involving um, you know lacrosse sticks or whatever, shinty uh, sticks. That sounds I like guess some shit. FFF would make up for gate cast or like steal from actual Japanese. Culture, no, no, no. Right? It's Irish, man. It's fucking. It's an <laughs> Irish sport. I, I, but, I, I like, see. What? Well, anyway, diso contrarian thought. I thought was probably in in terms of the like what what you were saying a minute ago. Diso. <laughs> being a terrible man or whatever you said which i didn't agree with i didn't i didn't agree with i didn't agree with that but i've what got I a thought... terrible contrarian disease where like as soon as, as anybody says anything i'm fucking immediately looking for the flaw but, in it or the like ca- the counter example or the you know or the whatever what like I, when this is not I true i have terrible. to totally keep myself in check especially on twitter and i don't always do that very well what I thought was terrible was your endorsement of a piece in the Quietus, in which the the editor, not sorry, not the editor, the writer, who by the way was a British man, uh, seemed seemed to associate like Titan of twentieth century culture, Bob Dylan, with the Dave Matthews Group, who are I endorsed not big, that, and not remotely Brit- big in Britain. I thought was an absolutely baffling comment to make. Like this b- group that's totally marginal compared. <laughs> like, wait, I'm, wait, what is this? I endorsed this article. I don't recognize. Yeah, it this. was, it was, it was this. It was like a piece in the Quietus that I thought was classic Quietus in, uh, in the bad way. Like they do. I love the Quietus because they like half the shit they publish. I'm like, yes, absolutely, and the other half just winds me the fuck up, and that's like how yeah. it should be. I think. Well, they, but they that, published like, an article about how true. the Offsprings, um, the Offsprings' fucking third album after Smash that no one even Americana by the Offspring has some problematic lyrics, didn't you know? Well, for <laughs> oh, a start, wow. mate, it's been twenty years since anyone fucking listened to that album. Yeah, well, and no, secondly, remember... what do you expect? It's the Offspring. They're a bunch of guys I... who goof around making pepper sauces and fucking. I remember. The Quietus were like one of the only record uh, publications to give to Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar a bad review. They were like talking oh, about did his, they? his juvenile sexuality and stuff. Oh and no! That. Um, but like, I no, this, that. Pe- this piece was all just this rant about how like uh, Murder Most Foul uh, was boomer nostalgia and stuff, and it was it, you mm. know it was it was uh, it was a lot of like Gen X resentment towards boomers basically. But yeah, I just yeah, that's, that's 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 I guess that I guess I, that does sound like something I would endorse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and because coming like, when you know, I came up in the when I when I were a lad in the fucking Britpop nineties. Like, I was just at school with a bunch of lads who, like, they would parade around with their fucking CD copies of Revolver by the Beatles, <laughs> like they were the fucking shit, man. Like, they were the most well, sophisticated the cultural ambassadors from, from taste, handed down on high from God's fucking mountain of taste that uh, you could possibly uh, imagine. That... And I was just like, fuck you guys. Disso is making up for years of not coming on this show, man. He's just I should get some fucking blood. I think My... at that point in history, maybe the Dave Matthews band were a bit more relevant. The, uh, <laughs> I don't, I've never I don't even, I've never even heard the David Matthews band, man. Um... <laughs> yeah, you've heard. You, yeah, you've heard. Uh, you've heard probably some Bob Dylan though. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, no, uh, Dylan. Without we're even consciously listening to it. That's whereas the Dave Matthews band, it's just like. Dylan's cool I, with me, like although I'm not, I don't listen to his music as much. a DJ mainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like him as a DJ, which is similar to what was his name, Jeff Mangum as well. Like I don't listen to Neutral Milk Hotel. Good DJ though. He, I did not know he's a DJ. He was on WFMU for a for a year or so. The the shows are in the archives. He was? For anyone who doesn't know, that's huh? that's a brilliant radio station based out of New Jersey. 
uh, yeah. WFMU.org. Yeah, they're freeform, independent, great radio. Fucking check it out. Anyway, Jeff Excellent. Mangum did some shows on there, which are still in the archive, and he's got some good eclectic taste. FMU is great. And that's where I discovered a song about Kojak's cancellation, in which nice. the singer laments the continued uh, uh, showing of Dallas and Dynasty. What? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry for talking so much, man. I am. <laughs> Let's finish it. Come on. <laughs> Crowdfunded to buy Jack an external hard drive by the 300th episode. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sign up to our Patreon. I have an external hard drive. I just think it's inconvenient to have to like cl- plug it in to listen. Oh to Oh my god! Music. Oh my god! <laughs> oh come on! Ridiculous! <laughs> Crowdfunder to buy Jack a little <laughs> man servant who can come. A little butler. And he doesn't have to get up out of his seat. <laughs> Every one of these fucking episodes is all like everyone everyone hears my self-deprecating jokes and is like, oh wow, that's so funny, he doesn't realise that that's funny. Like congratu- <laughs> congratulations guys that like, you recognise that a self deprecating joke is supposed to be funny. I built this fucking show from the ground up <laughs> okay, and all you ever okay. fucking give me is fucking shit, you right. fucking parasites. Anyway, so thank you for listening to the real politic two hundred <laughs> Yeah, it was that anti-Semitic. Shall we cancel it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh shit, it's a trope. Parasite is a trope. Uh, I did I did mean it that time. Don't bother defending me. <laughs> and we all thought that would be Farage's fucking places now. Yeah, this is well. like Jack is just unhinged now. Please finish, I'm finish bri- this. I, I don't, I don't I'm think bring- I can take it. I'm bringing FFF spirit. Thank you for coming on the show. Our editors, Sarah and Disso, and uh, got anything to plug? Plug it now or forever hold your peace. Thanks for having me. By the album. <laughs> yes. And fo- uh, don't forget, follow me on Twitter if you're cool. Hikiko Nomi. Also, I have a podcast coming up with my eight-year-old sister, Roxanne, called Sister <laughs> Sledgehammer. It's going to be nice. brilliant. It's uh, coming out with uh, Forever Dog. Thank you. Shout out to Brett Boehm for hooking us up with that. And uh, follow us on Sister Sledge Pod on Twitter for updates. Thank you. The, the person who's doing our artwork also did artwork for Run the Jewels. That's how cool this thing is going to be. Great. Thank you. There you right. go. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, well, I think that's us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all Big our Big shout, listeners. guys. Peace. Don't send us any fan mail. <laughs> Please, peace and love. We're asking you with peace and love. Yeah, I do send us fan mail, you know. It will be quite nice. Might be an ego boost. Jack accepts nude Polaroids in the mail (laughs) of uh, you or Gapes. Please send us fan mail. Uh, uh, Gapes, Polaroids or otherwise. And uh, please clap. No thanks.
Tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. 